Deadlands, Tales from the Shattered Coast is back with another episode. This is session 62 and one recording of just under three hours. In the first 20 minutes, we talk about planning and what has gone before. The actual episode starts right after. Richard, Chris, Sharon, and Jameis all return to reprise their usual roles. There are only three more play sessions left for this game, folks. But join us now for session 62. Um, we're actually doing a game today. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll do some stuff. And since characters had some things they wanted to do, um, um our last session was the ninth. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. That was the last one. Oh, I can upgrade my character as I didn't do that last time. Oh, wait, we got More an upgrade. Edges. Yep. Yeah, we did last time. What? Oh, sorry, we did the time before. Oh, I, didn't to, I didn't bother to. I didn't bother to. I didn't bother to put it in at the time. I think I did something. I think you took you took um, one of your edges. There's a harrowed ghost. No, not ghost. I think I took stitching. 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 Yeah. I'm trying desperately to remember. Uh, I got. If we get another four points, I'll grab another power and go more insane. (laughs) But we don't really have any ranged multi-burst attacks, so I'm going to take blast. What are you talking about? punch him in the face and also yeah that's not range also um what's his face with his six gun of death and i've got my yeah. i've got my uh if you want to change targets that's also more penalties so. and i've got my shotgun which again is not a medium burst template R- really what Jameis is asking for is grenades here i mean that's really what yeah. he wants <laughs> yeah i'm getting that let me shoot grenades what's that don't we actually have grenades as an option well, you had catch on grenades at some point, mm-hmm. you said. I seem yeah. to remember you making a big thing out of it and then saying, no, I haven't got them. <laughs> got dynamite. Um, yeah, they're Just available. I mean, yeah, of course, the dynamite's there, too. Let's see. Let's take a look at the library. I'm having a look now, but it's not, <sighs> it's not the most well-organized of books to try and search through. What are you looking at? Just looking through the library at the DLR player's guide. Arranged weapons, let's see. You look at the quick links and then go to the equipment table, and there it all is, right there. Explosives, dynamite. That's basically That's all what they got. Yep. Because this is a basic thing. If you went to Smith and Robards, I'm sure they've got loads of yeah. stuff. Yeah, we can't afford Smith and Robards. Sorry? We can't afford Smith and Robards. <laughs> uh, you probably could afford things like grenades, yes. <laughs> For that matter, I mean, you're near some uh, some army bases. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we could always say, hey, um, those people who we are working for, the agency, they might be able to help us out. Or maybe even the Van Doren agency have got something that we haven't tapped. So what you're saying is that you don't want me to go further insane? No, I'm not saying that at all. I wouldn't don't think we'd notice the difference. So I, mean, I really want to get the absent minded one, because I'm already doing that. And also you said like everything out here is like times five and everything. And ugh. That has never come into play. What's what? that? The price modifiers. It has. 
when we looked into getting some stuff in Shen Fan or something, mm-hmm. it was like, no, you have to pay five times more. Mostly it's come into play with uh, when the few times I've asked you, you know, when you look at meals. I mean, we've been pretty much just hand-waving money since you've got yeah. a, you've got an influx coming in and you've been doing things like betting on people, etc. And I don't like really keeping track of money as far as games go. I mean, if you guys were trying to do something or purchase something really outlandish, I might say, okay, well, you're tapped. <laughs> but I really don't like counting yeah. coins in games. I, and... I, this is something I was going to bring up in the like after action report thing. And if we were doing this in anywhere else other than famine's zone, then yeah, I got no problem with that. But we are here in famine zone where everything should be a fight, a race <laughs> to try and get that. And we just haven't done anything. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. mostly just in in my... I just really, really detest having to keep track of cash because historically with every game group I've been in, players don't. So it always is kind of falls to the GM to figure out if you've got enough money or not. <laughs> and I don't want to do it. Well, you just <laughs> say if you haven't kept track of it, you don't have enough money. You obviously <laughs> lost that money. So. Eh. People scramble for notes saying, no, 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 I'm sure I had a 20 keystroke somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> Look at who you've got here, but how many people have actually admit <laughs> to taking notes in any way, shape, or form? Oh, a dynamite launcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're looking, looking at Smith and Robots. Yeah. Yep. Greek firebombs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to take explosive rifle rounds or explosive shotgun rounds? Oh, that is explosive pistol rounds as well. At only $25 per round. Yeah. Rather than five dollars for a box of a hundred or whatever. Mm. Yep, but if you really want something dead, Smith and Robots, then we'll just get um, Young to go punch it. <laughs> That's what you need. You you need a, a young firing device so that you can shoot him <laughs> from a distance into the middle of a combat. That's what you need. Right. Well, I am working on an uh, area copter thing, so I just need to have some way of throwing him over the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pull up my notes here. I'm not going to be doing a fastball special. <laughs> and we don't really bother with stuff like all the um, tonics and that, which are basically the powers and other form. You haven't really done a lot with equipment at all. It's no. really something that's been necessary. Oh, spirit camera. Oh. Okay. Did somebody drop off the call? No. Huh? Yeah. Did it get Why? quiet all of a sudden? It got very quiet all of a sudden. You folks scare me when you get too quiet. And uh, no sign of Chris. That's right. Uh, we'll we'll push on with just uh, we'll do some <clears> stuff <throat> here for your characters, getting down what uh, what you want to do before the flood and any preparations, any side yeah. things you want to do. So the flood, um, well, the date that everybody's going to be there in Lost Angels that you're shooting for is August. Look it up again. I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, it's August. Um, yeah, because we had almost a whole year. We started okay. in September, I believe. Yeah. Flood Part 8. Here we go. So Grimes and the 13 elders gather from sunrise to sunset on August 23rd of each year to feast. And that's when you were going to target it because they were all going to be in one place. 
Um, and one of the things they point out, which I think you guys had discussed at one point in time, it's like, well, why don't we just go hunt down them one at a time? It's like no one really knows where they are through the year. They they go, they disperse, uh, handing out the word of Grimes, but no one really keeps track of where they are at any particular point. And it's just they're all together this one time of year. I'm sure we're going to track one or two down by then. But never mind. All right, so August 23rd. I also believe that we were told we needed to kill them all within an hour of one another. Mm-hmm. Really? So, yeah. yeah, because they regenerate. They come back. And if you don't kill them all. If you don't kill them all, uh, the other ones come back. If you kill them all, they don't come back. So if we fail to flood all but one of them, then we're completely pointless. Yeah, this is another thing I was going to bring up. This is the worst possible plan that we could possibly have come up with. And yeah, I, Sounds like a player plan, then. Yep. <laughs> yep. So actually, they do have a little sidebar called Moral Dilemma. <laughs> like, are you really no, going to go through with flooding everything? They do point that's out that's not the dilemma for us. Yeah. <laughs> they do point out that perdition, since it's perched up on the the lip of the top of a canyon and Los Angeles is below it, is that perdition will probably probably be just fine. <laughs> but mm. you are going to kill a bunch of people that are not necessarily all members right. of Grimes' flock. We I have mean, you tried know to make a... arrangements to get people out of the yes, city. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. That is true. You talked to some people who yep. were going to sort of arrange it when you said go. You haven't done anything about it. and You haven't told them when or where or what's coming or anything like that. Because the earlier they have to know their knowledge, the earlier their knowledge can slip out. Yep. Also, I may not have known at the time when it was. Yeah. It's the men of the grid that you have working for you. Yeah, I may not have remembered at the time when it was. So I was like, yeah, it'll be sometime. I'm surprised well, that you was... remember now. Never mind. I thought, the it, was a- I thought it was April. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just as well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'll have both a month, have an A in them. Well done. Yeah. So, yeah, just as well, I didn't say anything. That's why I say to stuff like, okay, how quickly, how much wood do you need in order to get as many people out as possible? The big thing is you've got a, a large Spanish contingent living in Los Angeles that you're pretty sure are free of Grimes' control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really, how much do you really care about them? I mean, they're just a bunch of Spanish people after all. Vernon pipes up. Oh, I helped them. Oh, just finished re-listening to all the Deadlands game, the, the previous lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found my CD of that a little bit ago when <laughs> I was cleaning up down here. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all on archive.org. Okay, so... uh Wait, what's the date? Well, this isn't the date yet. I'm saying the, the date where they all assemble and when it's all going down is August 23rd. Yeah, but what? where, where are we where now? Where are we now? That's, see, that's the question. Um, because that's going to be plot dependent. Like, how much more do you want to accomplish before that date? And we'll just set it then. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I've only been keeping a really rough track of days going by because in each session I, I just put down like how many days that session actually lasted. Like if we played a mission and it went from, you know, dawn to the next morning, it's like this was one day, but I haven't been keeping track of how much time passed between each session. So at least more than just cursory. Again, too much bookkeeping for me. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're somewhere January, February. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I had I had somewhere between oh, February and April is what I was uh, just counting out days, but then like as as I said, if we said between a session like oh this this much time has passed between last game and this game, we've I, we've never 
said, hey, X nah. time has passed between sessions. Didn't we do that once when I gave out some uh, free points for a montage scene? Didn't I say like like a month passed or something like that? I don't believe you ever specified any sort of time when... No, I, was, I think it was a time. week or so, but it was basically because I was becoming a mad scientist. So Let's just quickly do that to give him, give him the power. Sure, I have it noted in my session notes. I just don't know which mm, session that was in. Back when we were on the cruising around the coast just after yep. we'd done something. I don't remember. Folly? Was it just after? What's his face? Might have been. Um, yeah, could have been. Well, wherever it is. It's, yeah. I'm pretty sure some time passed there, but I think you're right. I think it was uh, like a week or two, and it wasn't like months or anything. It was just a. <laughs> Might have just been a week now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, because people were in need of healing too, so there was some downtime. Yeah, there it is. All right, so we're looking at an August 23rd date. Um, you've got some things lined up. Uh, like Richard said, uh, you've got contact with the men of the grid, and you were going to try and get a hold of them uh, beforehand to try and get some people out who they felt. Um, <laughs> did not need a purging. Of course, they don't know what's going to happen. They expect that you're going to shell it, bombard yeah. it, kind of like what happened during the the end of the rail wars when uh, when uh, Hellstrom dropped the bombs. It's, it's uh, going to be about that devastating, so yeah. sure, why not? And they think you're working for Hellstrom, too. You see, we're kind of uh, roundabout and uh, not coming out and saying it, but that you had a connection there, and they thought you were going to drop ghost bombs, so... That that is the thought uh, that they have. Oh, that could be fun considering we'll have enough and give them. <laughs> so, see the men of the grid. Uh, we now have support of both uh, the agency. <laughs> There's Chris. Oh, uh, we got both agencies, uh, both other groups. Uh, Maybe doing work for the agency. Also, the Texas Rangers. That's kind of a lot. Agency Texas Rangers. Uh, your group, we got the... Anyone know who Maggie Perkins is? Yeah, hold on a second. I'm, I'm trying to run down a list here, uh, looking at my notes. Hey, Chris. Uh, sorry, I'm late. Uh, that's all right. And Doran's... Okay, so which... I'm sorry, which character are you asking about? Perkins? No, no, no. It was just a person who sent me a link. Make, uh, accept contact via Skype. I just I spam all no. Never heard of a Maggie Perkins? No one? No. Nope. Okay. Go away. You alright, Chris? Yes, I am okay. <laughs> Moving stuff around, and I had my phone, I had a, the call on mute, and I was talking away, and okay, you can't hear me. Sorry. <laughs> it's alright. Sharon was uh, late getting here, too, and I was late starting, so <laughs> we're just kind of planning things out. Uh, Getting towards the the final part of the flood. Yeah, when all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. The good part. All right. Oh, oh, I almost forgot the necessity alliance as well. Oh, yes. um, you, could, you could you could fall upon them. We've got no way to contact them. We met I would. Do you want to try and stop breathing there, please, Chris? <laughs> You're breathing right into the microphone. And what other groups did you? You really haven't got any firm contacts in any of the military organizations. Uh, no one that you've really discussed anything with anyway. Try to avoid the one here. Well, you did help out the one encampment. 
which you yeah. know, but it was all kind of glossed over, saying it was engine problems <laughs> instead of other things. Well, is Norton predisposed towards us or against us at this point? Norton likes you guys just fine, but the problem is at this point, Norton's a puppet. Um, and of uh, yeah, of Quan, and Quan's not really disposed to helping anyone but Quan. Yeah, but if we kill Quan, then... <laughs> <laughs> road trip. Oh, uh, we almost forgot too, and also the uh, shadowy organization of which you have a ring to, um, and you have oh, yeah. a couple of people in that that you can call upon that might be able to rally troops to help. Uh, although they're not a very large organization, although they're a fairly learned organization, so you might be able to tap them for other types of resources. Yeah, Captain Roderick Pennington Smythe and uh, your very own printer of illustrious magazines. Who's been kept in the loop with everything else going Yeah, on. yeah. So if anyone's been talking to them, it would more likely be him than any of that. Uh, okay, come on. What do they call the Twilight? The Twilight Legions. That is the name of the organization. Yeah. So yeah, they're a source of possible. We I don't know that we've got any way of contacting like a ringleader or anything of that. Be them. Lacey O'Malley's will be spit for that. Yeah, Lacey yeah. and Pennington Smythe are the two. Um, actually, there's he one more. One that you... he sailed off back to Wales. Yes, he did. Uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking of the guy that had you break two people out of the sanitarium, or at least try. That was Lacey he... O'Malley. Lacey O'Malley. Uh, well, no, it was Lacey and another guy there. Oh, you there mean Joe? Uh, no, 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 no. They're the only two that we really have contact. Oh, no, the other no. guy had to run away for some reason. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, ah, um, oh, the one that we broke out of. Um, Sam was his name. Sam. Or Sam Hellman. Yeah. Who? That's where we met Eddie. Oh, these times that we're reminiscing. Tried to kill plus, us. Ho 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 ho. Yeah. Plus, we also have everybody in perdition. Well, yeah, but uh, that's. Would get them involved. <laughs> uh, well, not only that, but nobody really in perdition other than. Uh, well, even. Well, no, Joker was in on it. Uh, Joker um, and Lacey are the only two that really knows what's going on. Everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, this is a horrible place. <laughs> what is this guy's name? Sam Hellman. Is that yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. Sam Hellman. Uh, yeah, and he had to hitch a, a train out after getting you to try and get the two agents out of the sanatorium, which didn't go too well. Got bits and pieces of them out, I guess. Okay, technically and... not in the sanatorium anymore, so success. And we have. Did we take over the sanatorium? Oh, we got <laughs> someone to take over. And we also we always have sure. Mr. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you have the uh, the generosity and kind feelings of one water dragon. <laughs> if we can cause the flood so that she comes back up onto the land and just rampages by writhing around all over the place as we go, that will be awesome. <laughs> somehow, I don't think that's going to be good. Well, you can speed a chip to fix the plot. Oh, and then, of course, uh, possibly doing something with Hellstrom, um, although you don't know if he has a particular allegiance. I mean, he has something of a treaty going on right now uh, with Lost Angels. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah. You, have to work, you have to sort of do that around behind Luke's back as well. And he's the only one that really has tried to do any contact with Hellstrom, so that's not gonna, I don't think the Hellstrom angle is going to work anymore. Why are you the only one who has any sort of 
I'm the only one seems to have been trying to contact him while we we're in disarray. So, I don't, so yeah, I seem to be the only one trying to do anything with him. Right, you don't think it was because we saw you trying to contact him and then went, well, we don't need to try and do that now. No, it was pretty good. There's no one else brought it up. No one else ended up saw it. I didn't feel like there was anyone else trying to help me with it. All right, so uh, we're here. Let me open up a map here again. So we are still in Desiree, uh, yep. probably up in the area that ha- that's not under uh, as strict uh, control. <laughs> probably back at that same bar. I can't remember exactly how we did. Oh, do you want to actually do an official start, bird? Or oh, I'll just add something in later. I, I want to keep a lot of the talking and just. Oh, as a, do you actually want to you know, deal with chips and cards at some point? Yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and throw those out. Uh, I'm just trying to find some names. Just give me a second here. Yeah. Oh, there's still the wild card of Nicodemus. Um, supposedly has gone his own way and has nothing to do with anything anymore, but who knows if that's the truth. <laughs> we don't have any way of contacting him. So this just turns up. And we've told him, if you go against us, we're going to stomp you. Oh, well, try to. <laughs> But he does know we're against Grimes. So he may he may get turned up and go, ha-ha! All right, this should be chips and cards for everybody, and I remember to give Wimatai chips this time. <laughs> All right, so this is Deadland Session 62, wherein we talk about the... <laughs> uh, coming up to plot point eight, which is the actual flood. And tonight we have young jean Lu as played by... Hello, I am Richard. You have listened to me talk several times before. Hopefully, you've listened to this. Uh, I am playing the simple, humble martial artist. You should know this all. I have contact, so I can find somebody who will help us out. Second wind, uh, removal uh, wounds sustained in combat, ace, single automatic raise, rally, everybody loses a shaken status, epiphany, get a d6 in something, teamwork, uh, my hero and Jason allies gain plus four to the next trait rolls, and uh-oh, play this card at the beginning of a combat, one foe you're facing, GM's choice says its size and strength increase two steps. Every player gets to draw a card from the adventure deck. So we can face a giant grime. Yeah. I don't think we'll be combating him this adventure. And Luke Villeneuve, as played by... Uh, someone called James, but no one ever pays attention to him. Because Luke's so much more awesome. Uh, the cards I have are Last Stand... Uh, plus two parry and toughness, uh, blah, 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 in combat, and ends with a joker's doubt. Mechanical malfunction, a device breaks. Uh, deadly blow, player has double the damage accessible melee attack. Folk hero, play that many a time. Uh, after we do something really cool, the community adopts us. And hot iron and whiskey, playing a wounded character, they're wound healed, but they gain a scar. And Cyril Beauchamp has played by... Hi, this is Sharon. I'm playing the Doctor Extraordinaire, Sarah Beauchamp. And this session, my cards are Lucky Break. Play this card to immediately negate the damage from one attack. Adrenaline Surge, your hero gets an additional and immediate uh, turn, including new movement. Noble Sacrifice, play when an adjacent ally suffers damage, you suffer the damage instead. Peace. Your hero is able to improve the attitude of a group in an encounter. It doesn't work on true enemies, only neutrals who happen to be cross paths with your party. And finally, rally. Play to cause all allies in sight or, <coughs> excuse me, or hearing to immediately lose their shaken status. We got two rally cards. 
Yeah, did you just hmm. say that you had two rallies? No. Okay. I have peace uh, and I have rally. Okay. Yeah, but doesn't Yong have a rally? I also have rally, so yeah. yeah. yeah I think damn, it is hard just so rule screws things out. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Eddie Guff, as played by. I am Chris, and I am playing Eddie, the werewolf gunslinger. Uh, I have Spill the Beans. The subject of your questioning tells you everything you want to know, whether by friendly persuasion, intimidation, or force. I don't know. What? I don't bet. <laughs> power surge. The character immediately recovers 2d6 power points. These points may exceed his usual limit, but any excess points are lost at the end of the current encounter. I have make no mistake. Play when facing any kind of creature with immunity or invulnerability. One character may ignore those special abilities of the creature for the duration of the combat. Riled up. Play after your hero sustains at least one wound. His attacks cause plus two damage for the remainder of the scene. And last but not least, better you than me. Play when your hero has been hit by an attack and there is an adjacent character. The other character suffers the attack instead. This may be played on friend or foe. Nice. And uh, just a few words of recap from last time. We pretty much finished up a module uh, from the old Deadlands series. And uh wasn't a lot of fallout from it. Uh, actually, lots of good came from it. Any, well, any words some of folks? Well, died, but they're going to come back. They got better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two of us realized that the ghost was Lincoln, which we just completely failed to put together for all <laughs> um, But otherwise, yeah, it was just chasing down the ghost and dealing with that. And hiding out in town at the veterinarians. Was, did we do anything other than deal with the ghost last time? Yeah, that was what we did last time. That's why we ramped it up last time, as Bert said. Yeah, but I was saying, there, was, there was nothing else we did that other than the ghost. Uh, yeah, we dealt with the ghost. We pulled out the piece of the altar from the ghost. Mm-hmm. And he's Right, and... And the ghost is changing his name, and we can find him in Denver City, I think? I think he's calling himself Mr. Lucky now. Oh, that Mr. Lucky. I wonder who you're talking about, Avery. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what happened last time. So you've been... Uh, I'm going to say you take a little bit of downtime here. Um, you are... Uh, in Desiree still, uh, popular hangout now that you've gotten some connections in here is, uh, in a bar called The Ledge, uh, which is where the little race <laughs> that, uh, some money was won off of from, uh, uh Young. Oh, some money was bet <laughs> on, uh, Young, yeah. uh, racing against some of the, uh, some of the workers. Cancelled because he's a nice guy. Yes, yes, he was. But uh, played out in your favor. So, uh, the, yes, the, the ledge ends up being a pretty good watering hole, uh, especially since it's about the only place you can actually get alcohol. And uh, I'm sure at least one of your group isn't going anywhere without being loaded. Uh, <laughs> Who? And whatever, <laughs> and whatever sense of the word you have, I don't want to put that uh, Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, so it's been a place where you guys have been gathering, uh, just talking about uh, next stages, uh, what's going to go on next, who you need to talk to. Yes, uh, Luke, uh, you had sent a missive off to talk to Mr. Hellstrom um, and are waiting back, or awaiting any reply to see if he can uh, find some time in his busy schedule uh, to talk to you and uh, anyone else you happen to bring along. 
hoping that he remembers who you are. I believe that you did give off um, with that note. You did give some particulars as to uh, to jog also, Mr. Hellstrom's memory. We also had the uh, introduction <coughs> note from uh, yes, in the introduction from Ms. Joker. Okay. Uh, so let's say uh, let's say a couple days have gone by. Just uh, pe- some people. Uh, did, did anyone have an injury that uh, stayed around after any type of healing? Not that I noted. Nobody needed any. All right. Yeah, I don't but, think so. Well, not for the PCs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but some downtime after uh, you know you guys have <coughs> put in bad situation after bad situation, seemingly daily <laughs> for a while now. Um, and so, you're uh, did we want to move our lodging from down in the salt lake barn to up here in the bed area? Because we were down there just purely because that was right beside where the author was. Mm-hmm. So, did we want to move up here? I'm asking the party. Uh, sure. The alcohol is here, so of course. And can we wear uh, our guns here? Uh, you can. Uh, okay. it, it's still technically illegal, but lots of people carry around things like pipe wrenches, knives, occasionally a handgun. If you're going to be walking around, uh, even here, uh, with a, a rifle or a shotgun, anything too obvious, uh, it might, it may cause you problems, but having a gun strapped to you or a hand weapon is, is pretty much normal. Okay. So I can, I can carry, I can walk around with my Derringer. Yeah. 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 So does Miss Fussy Pants want to be down in the nice clean area or up here in the dirty area? <laughs> yeah, that is the one. Uh, that is the one detriment up to here is that there's there's so much soot and uh, things that are not so good for your lungs up here. Uh, but it is, well, you know, I'm not necessarily necessarily going to say safer. Actually, uh, back into Salt Lake City uh, itself, it's proper. It's going to be really safe because it's well patrolled, etc. <laughs> But certainly, if you want a drink, you're, you're going to have to come back up to <laughs> the ledge or any of the other small drinking holes that are established up here uh, in the junkyard area. So the difference is, I'm going to, the way I'm presenting it, it's at least for Luke, if no one else. If we are still staying down there, then Luke won't be wearing his weapon, so we have to worry about it each and every time we, mm-hmm. we go to places. But if we are up here, then he's got his weapon with him. Sure. Uh, I bring up, what does the rest of the party want to do? Bows definitely would give you some places where you can cache stuff um, in the junkyard that would be safe. Um, so you could always. So still, a matter I just can't be bothered keeping track of whether where I am and all that sort of stuff, and I don't and, really trust it. And the last thing to consider is that the populace uh, in general is, uh, while not uh, unfriendly, they definitely have a strong uh, desire to have not, the non-faithful not be amongst them for too long at a time. So mm. if you stay down there for a few days is fine. After a few days, people will just start asking, you know, like, when are you moving along? Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, again, not unfriendly, but not very welcoming at all. You get lots of invitation to come to churches. <laughs> lots of invitations to come to church. Probably in the hands of some smiling uh, lady with lots of food as well. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying maybe we should just move. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, well, Bo, uh, we'll, we'll set you up with some digs. Uh, probably actually in the ledge. Uh, there are... Uh, places beneath the ledge. Remember, the ledge is built up over the ruins of many other uh, <laughs> establishments and factories, etc. So, you know, Bo's got a couple of places he knows about, so he'll set you up with a place beneath the ledge. And if you really need to get cleaned out properly just to get the grease off, you can always pop down into town and just 
window place for a couple well, of actually getting clean uh, momentarily isn't a problem because there are steam pipes everywhere it's it's no big deal to find a spigot open it up and you've got a really hot shower <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do that the problem with the oh, atmosphere. i could ju- i could just see her wanting to just relax in a tub for a while <laughs> yeah uh, problem with this area though is that you know within an hour you're you're covered with soot again <laughs> uh, luke's used to that really yeah yeah it's probably a very welcoming smell and feel because you know you, it smells like oil. It smells like combustion. <laughs> we met on the hand, other hand. No, she hates it. Be. She absolutely yeah. hates it up here. But uh, she also doesn't like being gawked at and stared at by the populace below either. So she's just unhappy in general. <laughs> she hasn't taken the old ways, has she? Isn't nope, she has not. The, uh, okay. Unless someone has changed her sheet since, she doesn't have no, that she as never a. Had it. Actually, she's probably a little more happy up here because at least she's not so singled out. Yeah. Uh, she get, she also gets to carry uh, her exes, etc. with us, so maybe. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the uncleanness of the air uh, and so much metal surrounding her. Yeah. It just makes her uncomfortable. But, you know, not being a follower of the old ways, it's just uncomfort as opposed to actually affecting her. She probably gets involved in a few bar fights here and there. <laughs> I stand back and watch. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They stop betting after the first few. It's like, nah, she'll win. Yeah, don't don't waste your money, kid. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll say it is. Uh, it's a couple nights later uh, after all this has been sorted out. Um, uh, Bo Buchanan has, uh, with the help of Lucky, we'll call him now after he's changed his name. Uh, they're trying to figure out uh, who is potentially still trustworthy within the agency. That's the other thing, is that you know that there are some people. The agency has got at least one mole mired in it, possibly more. Um, and so they're trying to do a little house cleaning on the low, on the, on the down low. So they really don't know how do yet. Know, how do we know there's moles in it? Uh, because during the fight in which the ghost was uh, shot, uh, he could only have been shot by one of his men. Right. Yeah. That's... We were told that we lived he to could believe. take it. Oh, yes. Okay. We were led to believe that they could, that Grimes could take over somebody at any point. If they had eaten at their thing. That doesn't necessarily make them mole. Well, it, it makes them compromised, if nothing else. Um, and one of the things you did was uh, in Sarah's kit, she took a bunch of paperwork um, from Virgil's place that did delineate which agents had been assigned and possibly had taken communion from Grimes' uh, church. So with that information, Bo is kind of starting to vet who is still in the agency that might be okay. Um, also possibly looking at the, the usability of them to, to, pa- to pass false information along. Yeah, they're, they're doing a little house cleaning uh, so far, not uh, trying to eradicate a problem, but at least to, to determine who might have been compromised. So, yeah, that's out there. Uh, Bo joins you as well. Uh, you know, it's not, not maybe not all the time, but he's there. He's around. Um, it appears that the ledge is a place where meetings are often set up. Um, while it is a fairly busy place and uh, it, it's loud, though, so it's like nearly impossible to overhear someone else's conversation. So it makes a perfect place for that sort of thing. You'll be seen, but you won't really be heard. All right. So uh, yeah, that's the setup. That's what you've been doing for the last couple of days, getting a little downtime. Um, Ooh, things did we also done. get a complete set of the books signed? Oh, <laughs> the Nevada Smith books. <laughs> yeah, just think how much that would go for. Signed copies. Oh, yeah. He's dead, <laughs> wasn't he? 
No. Yeah, it makes them even more valuable. <laughs> the, 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 uh, people, right? Which one died? Who died? Uh, <laughs> not that they're dead long. And the, well, actually, also, Wayboy would find out he came back after. Not yet. After not yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, someone would word know. hasn't word hasn't gotten to you just yet. <laughs> no, but the ghost would know and be going. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He was the one who died, but then he came back because we were we were joking about the Nevada Smith one taking on the three dudes. Oh, stuff. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that word hasn't gotten to you yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's not yeah, one of those two years that we've seen. But when someone <laughs> goes to visit the grave, they're going to find a disturbed grave. And then <laughs> the question is, was it a tomb? Was it a, was it a grave robber? Or <laughs> did something else go on here? Uh, what type of Manitou got in there? Surprised <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> if they even buried him before he got up again. There we go. Sorry, I'm just looking over this uh, module again, refamiliarizing myself with the area. Um, so pretty much, you're you're waiting around to find out if you uh, are going to get an audience with Doctor Hellstrom, as well as uh, just again taking some downtime. Things have been going pretty fast and pretty heavy for a while now. Uh, this seems to be a fairly safe place, as in no one is currently chasing you, as far as you know. <laughs> and the town itself is uh, pretty well protected. Not. Likely that a lot's going to go on here or happen to you here. Oh, neat. I just noticed at the end of this module there are a bunch of uh, figures, uh, cardboard uh, figures. Eh. Out. Yeah. You could add them in as tokens. Yep, sure could. Huh. Right now? Oh, there's some nice generics in there I may end up using. <laughs> there's a hunched back gunman. <laughs> Ooh, they've got a nice token of the uh, the 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 bloody skeletal things that were seen on the train. Uh, those might come in useful. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I don't like that. So uh afternoon, uh you guys are having a meal here. The other thing is um the while the food in uh Salt Lake City is uh very good and it's very hearty, typically it's pretty bland. Um so <laughs> those of you that have a, a palate for something a bit spicier, a bit more interesting, uh up here, they do serve lots of different dishes. Uh, they've got a, a fairly uh, there's there's lots of uh, Chinese cuisine, Mexican cuisine up here. You know, you never ask the providence of it. If you're not sure what the meat is, it's best just not to ask. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It always tastes like chicken anyway. <laughs> chicken with lots of sauce, lots of spice. Okay. Now, some of you guys had some things you wanted to do during downtime. Um, let's just take it through here. And Luke, was there something in particular you're trying to work on, get uh, get parts for? You had uh, posted something disarray. about Right. So uh, what is it that you're looking at creating? Uh, combining the airship, broken airship with the hot air balloon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also getting my uh, dispel power retuned to the frequency of miracles. All right, and the airship parts are mostly, you left it up in uh, Perdition? Yep. Uh, no, the airship stuff is in uh, Elspeth, no, Shannonsburg. Shannonsburg, okay. Yeah, and so is the balloon. And probably actually Caledonia's looking after it now because it's better than that. They're leaving at the hotel. <laughs> and I was going to probably get Elspeth Town to help out with that as well because, you know, they're mad people. But it was the um, Smith and Robard people who were going to help me with the frequency stuff, and they might be able to help me with the blend as well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, were 
did other people have things that they were going to look into? Um, just some standard, like correspondence with my lawyer about my uh, my business <laughs> uh, going on in in um, Elspeth Town. Um, correspondence with Shannonsburg to get like latest fashion magazines, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. And depending on when we jump to, we will organize stuff with the men of the grid as well and others about the timing of this, but I don't know how far we're jumping. Mm-hmm. Just and put that out there before you say, oh, you need to talk to them until last minute. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that and you're pretty far away from uh, where the men of the grid are. Although, actually, you know that some of them are spread out pretty far. The yeah. uh, question yeah. would be, trying who would you get a hold of to find out if there was anybody we had in perdition we had a contact we had a way of contacting someone we were yeah in somebody gave you a gave business us. card uh yeah. to a lawyer oh there you go who's contacting lawyers you <laughs> i'm contacting lawyers there you go oh come on they don't give me uh pardon guys i gotta go grab another book i was pretty sure that they gave me a, a breakdown of hellstrom in this book but apparently it's not in this book why isn't it in this? It should be in this book. Hellstrom, 89 to 97. Richard, you around? I'm here. Uh, did you see your Skype message? And Chris also checked Skype. No, messages. I did not. Okay. I'm downloading it now. Cool. It says I have th- three minutes remaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. I don't have that one in front of Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, the whole section on Hellstrom when you first meet him doesn't actually have... Uh, his stats there. I could have sworn they put it there, but they did not. Huh. He doesn't exist. He's not a real person. No, I'm wondering if they actually did stat him up anywhere. It's not the core book either. Yeah, he is. see. Under personalities. Human folk. Famous folk. Bat Masterson, Calamity James, Doc Holliday, Raven, Reverend Grimes. No, he's not in here. Okay, well, hold on just a second. I got a book that I know he's in. Yeah, I was going to say, I know he's in. He was certainly in the one big book that they did. I'm not going to try to look back in case I see stuff I don't show. Still looks normal Skype, Richard? Just no, I just don't see. For everybody out there who's listening, or for everybody here as well, maybe we want to take the contact spirit world power. Um, I don't see the point. Why would she take that? She's just been doing a fair bit with the spirit world and stuff. I mean, she can take it for flavor, but she is never going to use it or do anything <laughs> with it. Uh, unless one of you guys is going to take over Wimatai for yeah. the next adventure for after the flood then Wimitai won't be with us anymore neither will Yong this yep. is it I'm, I'm yeah. done after this with these people I have in-game reasons and out-of-game reasons so we'll come out when we do a thing I think the in-game reasons are fairly obvious yeah you turn into a dragon and fly away <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome Gajana she's just got the um, skill ups to spend galore yeah she's a Interesting. If people want to, then yeah. I just thought it might be. Yes, uh, I mean, like, yeah, that might be. Just an idea. Just a... Oh, was it me? Was it you? What's that? I just heard Skype go ping. 
Oh, I know what that was. Huh, it's not actually on this map. <laughs> All right, so uh, on this map, uh, Hellstrom's Mansion is actually going to be... Uh, it's going to be on one of these peaks up here, far over. I can't, I can't ping on this. I need a little. Was that the one up to the top right? Actually, that might be a mansion up there. It's kind of hard to tell on the graphic. Yeah, it looks like it's fairly mentioned, and there's a there's a chain that goes up rail car thing that probably goes up to it. And if I was going to guess it was anywhere, it would be up there. Uh, yeah. where I'm, right, right there. Yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good to me. Yep, Hellstrom Manor. South of Salt Lake between the Urban Sprawl and the Orrich Wasatch Mountains. It's the north of Salt Lake, actually. Well, just for sake of things, we'll say it's uh, just so you guys get an idea. So it is up yeah. in the Wasatch Mountains. Um, to the south would be by the bottom of the uh, map, which would be a stupid place for it to be. Right. Just spin the needle around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so you do get word back uh, that Mr. Hellstrom uh, would uh, certainly uh, like to have the heroes up that uh, helped him with his uh, problem getting the rail centered through Lost Angels um, and invites everybody up for dinner the next night. Uh, you're given uh, – well, someone will come and pick you up is what it's going to come down, come down to. Mm. He, he will send a car for you. <laughs> Okay, everybody, bath time. What? Uh, unless you do it like five minutes before he picks us up, it won't count. Uh, you're given. You're basically given a, a depot station. So <laughs> down here in Desiree, uh, I'm going to move the pointer down here. Up in this section right here, some of this is uh, is factory, but it's not up where all the stink is. Uh, there's actually a rail system that uh, carries through the Wasatch Mountains here. Uh, a lot of it is used for moving ore back and forth as well. Uh, but this is where you're asked to be uh, 6 o'clock uh, the next night, and you'll be transported to the Hellstrom Manor. Well, I wish I could. This is my physical book. I wish I could cut and copy of this. They've got a really nice picture of his mansion. <laughs> this, uh, is a, this is an early Deadlands book. This is before. Uh, this is the, this is the one that's one is a it? single book instead of it being broken into two. I might have a PDF because I've got a bunch of the classic stuff. Which, which book is it? No, it's reloaded. Yeah, it's reloaded, Not, but the single book oh. version. Yes, they released a single book version of it, and then they split it into a player's guide and a GM guide for some reason. Right. Is it all the, the images guide? made their ways over. Oh. Uh, well. yeah. So I got a whole bunch of the classic stuff. One of the nice things they have in the... you, you I don't think you guys can see it. Do you have access to the Marshall's Handbook on uh, Fantasy Grounds? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. They got all the artwork on its own tab... Uh, that you can just kind of flip through and look at the artwork from the different things. Like, right. Picture 1 to 13. Yep. But they did not include Hellstrom's Mansion in this. That's kind of neat. Oh, if only there was someplace like the internet which might have it. <laughs> anyway, so yes, you are all invited up uh, to dine with Mr. Hellstrom, and uh, you will send a car down on the rail uh, to pick you up. Okay. Uh, Sarah will dress... Conservatively, but very nicely. Enemies closer, I see. It's the tech he's taking, is it? Such suspicion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make sure I have a hip flask. Or... Um, Sarah already always has a little hip flask. Medicinal, you know. Um, and um, Bert, unless I, unless I uh, specify otherwise, Sarah is always taking her Derringer with her. Okay. 
It's small enough that uh, in a lady's dress at the time, it can be concealed in many places. Yep. Make sure we were taking our axes before. Because <laughs> dropping blood everywhere would just be horrible. She does that constantly. I mean, you wouldn't want to be killed by an unsanitary weapon. That's just, you know, that's just cruel. <laughs> I, I would think she would take it as a mark of pride that uh, her victims die from her axe and not the tetanus that follows. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not going to live long enough to die of the tetanus. Anybody doing any other preparations? Uh, noted that, uh, Sarah, you are cacheting a gun. Um, I have my... Uh, do keep in uh, mind that you're having to catch a train down in Salt Lake City. So if you're bringing any obvious weaponry, um, right? Axes, actually, the axes probably would be okay. I mean, they'd look at her. <laughs> there might be questions, but they would not attempt to take the axes from her. Not really any different than someone <laughs> carrying a Bowie knife, which is a tool, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll probably have my. Oh, yeah, I'll have my gun with me. It'll just be strapped to my hip and sort of just out of sight, as long as I'm cloaked fairly. Well done. But I also have my potion of dispel ready inside my sleeve to tip into whatever I want to tip it into. Okay. I'll gather back other people's potions because apparently my uh, PowerPoints are actually tied up on those potions till they get used. So I'll just say, this is the only potion left. And then it's going to go away after whatever happens tonight. After whatever happens here. Because otherwise, technically, I don't have my PowerPoints. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, you do anything special? Cleaning up, making sure I have a hip flask. Not going to take any weapons. Okay, that's about it. Uh, take the staff as usual because that never leaves mm-hmm. my well, if not my grip, but anyway, I will take it with me. Oh uh, yeah, dress up in the funky, fancy dragon robes. And yes. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of which, uh, we we should get that out of the way now so it doesn't come up later. So uh, you've stated that uh, Young always has his staff nearby and on his person. You're never leaving it behind in a room. What are you guys doing with some other important things that you have on you, like pieces of uh, Grimes' altar? Who's carrying it, and do you always oh. carry it? This is the first time I've actually gotten it. I haven't thought about that. I can so... I can go both ways. How small a piece are we talking about here? Um, about an uh, inch, uh, inch tall by half an inch wide. Okay. It's kind will... of rectangular in shape. Yeah, I'll keep it in a... If no one else wants it, I'll keep it in a sealed container because I can then use it to justify exactly how I tune my powers to his particular energy. Okay, that so you're you're keeping it on your person. Uh, when you say yeah, sealed container, a, what kind of sealed container? Um, well, it's, <laughs> think of a plastic container. It's like it's on its own. You know how you get the memory chips and then them, you can, they actually... Um, like flashcards and that come in a seal in a, their own container, plastic, cheap, cheap plastic crap. Cigarette container. Okay, good enough. Uh, so that means that you would have had it on your person since you got it. So I tell you what, Luke, yep. give me a spirit roll. <laughs> Don't we have two pieces, though? Oh, That's true. Yeah, you have one from the necklace. bullet, and you've got one off the back of the cross. Uh, the yeah. one Luke has, unless you want to carry all of them, Luke, is the one that you pried off the back of the cross. Uh, the one that's a soft slug from a bullet. Who's carrying that? I would assume Sarah's the one that performed the operation and would have it unless you're handing it to someone else. Um, I'm probably be hand- I probably would be carrying that. I will hear the result first. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, you have been keeping on that bullet? Do you keep it on yeah. your person or do you just keep it in your bag? I, I keep it in my in actually I keep it in my medical bag. Okay. Uh, in, a, in a in a in a like a, a small sealed box inside my medical bag. Sure. 
and you don't generally sleep with your bad guy ticket. <laughs> it's nearby, but not okay. So yeah. only Luke is really privy to this. Um, all right, so Luke, uh, it, it's not horrible. I mean, failing it just basically means that uh, you've been having the, over the last couple nights, uh, you've been having a couple, you've been having some bad dreams. Um, in these dreams. Um, um, hello, <laughs> I've well, got a minute you know, speaking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and in these dreams, I mean, they all start off pretty good. You've been you're being shown these fantastical devices that you could create, and uh, you're you're actually sort of remembering how to go about making them come waking time. Uh, but during all of these, uh, it's just been kind of a disembodied voice, and you've not really been you know you think it's more like uh, like your own thoughts, and that you're just kind of talking to yourself, or it's uh, you're going through a thought process, and it's not really been scary per se. It's just opening up new vistas in your mind. But the last couple of nights. Uh, it's like the field of, of vision changes and like the camera swings off screen and it's Dragon who's talking to you. Your cat's sitting there. It's chawing down on a hand like someone's uh, dis, you know, disembodied hand is that they're chewing on it. And it's talking to you as, it, as he cleans off the, the blood on his fur. He's like, well, you really need to use sulfur in this device. You see how the compression ratios change when you do that. And so this whole time, it's the same voice you've been hearing in your head for weeks now. Actually, probably more than a month now. Months now. Um, but now it's, it's Dragon telling you about all these fantastic inventions. Hmm. And when you wake up in the morning, Dragon's laying on your chest, uh, as he normally does, curled up there, and you wake up with his cat's eyes just kind of staring at you. Taking back to what I was told in the end. Right, yeah, so that, that's all you get from the, the failing the spirit roll. Is, uh, okay. Things have gotten a little bit more vivid, um, and now the, the speaker in your head has taken form, and taken shape. Yeah, it could be nothing, you know. You and Dragon have a bond. It could just be, you know, you're just, uh, it's just something in your dreams that you're putting on him. No, no, it could be nothing. <laughs> you sure it's a hand and not just a finger? Whole <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hand. That's missing a finger. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's what's been happening. Uh, so really no more unusual dreams than, than normal. Just it's taken a slight twist, uh, last few days. So if everyone's cleaned up, uh, packed away everything you're going to, I mean, you've got basically got a day to kill, but I assume you guys are basically just relaxing. Uh, Eddie, uh, this is a pretty good bar. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, – the booze is okay. Um, you've pretty much already drank them out of their supply of AAA pretty quickly. It costs you pretty dearly, and the rot, gut, and swill they have here is not great, but at least it's alcohol. Um, and you're distracted by many games of chance, uh, actually some games of uh, – yeah, tomahawk and knife throwing there's all kinds of sport going on in this bar as well uh so it's, yeah, it's a pretty interesting place to hang around for someone that enjoys the uh the bar scene well i do have a couple of cases of triple a in the uh yes the train. but I don't, I don't know that you're going to break that out and share it with anyone in the bar you, you may just be bringing a flask along with you filled with it yes so i'm never without uh the other thing that uh you're constantly hearing about is people are bringing in uh newsprint uh each day and they're going over apparently there's some kind of arena combat uh that goes on uh people that have lost limbs and have gotten augmentations they've they kind of have a a fighting circuit that goes on uh and lots of bets are wagered that sort of thing uh, that's apparently a, a huge sport here 
I wonder how Young would do in that, and I'm sure Luke would be interested as well. I am prepared to bet on anyone who wants to go on the fighting. Uh, Young, uh, unfortunately, has not uh, not been enhanced by the loss of a limb uh, and a uh, suitable replacement, so he's not actually uh, allowed to fight. <laughs> <laughs> or would not be allowed to fight if you checked into it. Well, I definitely have to go visit that. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's something that you could have done in your downtime. Apparently there was some way to combine somebody dreaming about eating hands and this fighting thing that Young could possibly get involved in. Nope. No way to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly just a bit of color for this area up here. Uh, a lot of people do get injured. I mean, this is this is a large factory area, and uh, it's every bit as, as bad as it was during the Industrial Revolution. People lose hands, fingers, arms, limbs quite frequently. Uh, difference is, due to Hellstrom's technology, many people can get uh, replacements. <laughs> and then he owns them. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Luke's really got it out for him, apparently. Um, and part of the sport started up because while these people can somewhat live normal lives after having uh, body parts amputated, etc., they're no longer as useful in many trades uh, just because the limb replacements are not they're not really streamlined. I mean, these, this is like, you know, think about steampunk technology. Uh, they're, they're large, they're oversized. Uh, it, they don't work delicately, which makes them uh, poor workers for certain things. Uh, this is a way that they can scratch up some money to make a living. Uh, generally, these bouts are not to the death. It's usually until someone has wrecked the other person's augmentation, uh, rendering them uh, really useless in a fight afterwards. Uh, very rarely does it uh, end in any kind of permanent injury to someone. But yeah, it's, it's a big sport. It is a large sport here. I can see various attachments to the hands in that to make them useful. <laughs> need to have a spanner. You just need to tighten that board a little bit extra. Well, certainly, uh, Luke uh, can probably get a little bit of work uh, being a uh, uh, ringside help to a particular champion. <laughs> <laughs> He's so inclined. But uh, some business to take care of first. And uh, so you guys are dressed and cleaned, uh, going back into Salt Lake City proper, ready to catch a train. Um, at the appointed time, a train car, a uh, very nice, lavish car, uh, jet black, uh, having the Hellstrom logo on it, uh, pulls up. It's, uh, it's got a, a very small, uh, but apparently efficient engine in the front, uh, running on Ghost Rock and is pulling behind a single car, uh, very lavishly appointed with brass and glass. Again, pitch black. Uh, and, uh, conductor jumps off and he's dressed, uh, almost like, uh, High upscale uh, hotel employee would be almost uh, almost wearing a tuxedo, top hat, uh, again dressed in black with just a little white highlights, and he steps forward and uh, gives a, a deep bow to you all uh, and addresses Luke, uh, Mr. Villeneuve and party. Uh, Mr. Helstom uh, gives his regards and hopes that you enjoy uh, the travel, and he steps forward and. Pulls out uh, the door on the side of the cab and uh, a small ramp descends and a, a red carpet rolls out. I'm just eyeing it suspiciously. <laughs> right, yep. and, uh, he just kind of bows to everyone and uh, gives a hand gesture. He says, please step aboard. Enjoy the comforts of uh, the Hellstrom Express. Right, let's see the devil of temptation. I offer Sarah my arm. Okay. And I will go in there. Mm -hmm. yep. And I will follow. 
Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, oh, let William Zion get in first. Well, decide <laughs> we if she wants to get in or not. Yeah. <laughs> she probably looks at it suspiciously for a bit before getting in. Uh, once everyone is in, the carpet retracts on its own, the uh, the ramp retracts on its own, and the doors close, and uh, you hear like a swoosh sound of like air being pumped out, and the, the, the door is sealed. And you notice that uh, the inside of the cabin seems to be climate controlled. It, the, the air in here is uh, slightly cool and smells much better than the air you've been exposed to lately. Uh, the inside is very lavish. Um, there's a like a large sofa. Uh, there's a dining table. Everything's adorned in like hardwoods. Everything glows of brass. Uh, beautiful. There, there are paintings on the walls in here. And as the conductor gets back into the the train and it begins to to move along the tracks you can barely feel a vibration uh the only way that you can really sense the movement is by looking out uh, uh, a large window uh and see the terrain kind of move by you it almost feels like the whole carriage is moving on a, a carpet of air i mean there's so very little vibration eddie uh there is a full bar here uh, as well as a case of cigars there will not be any more alcohol in this car. <laughs> there are several bottles of uh, very good brand uh, brand liquors, uh, most of them imported. Uh, <laughs> there's even a bottle of absinthe. I will take my I- time. <laughs> Sarah will get a nice glass of absinthe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is even an ice box here that seems to be producing its own uh, chill. It, it's uh, keeping uh, small cubes frozen uh, quite well. Actually, you guys have seen uh, ice box technology in Town before. So uh, as you enjoy the inside of this car and you're seeing uh, the window is like a, a large double pane. It almost takes up an entire wall of the carriage as it rolls by and it's uh, it's directed to a particular side um, and the other side is just has a smaller window and, uh, the train seems to be going, it's not going like incredibly fast at all. It's kind of going slow, uh, giving you a great view, um, as it chugs along its track and you're seeing a bunch of trees that are expertly maintained, uh, down here in Salt Lake city as that passes by, you're seeing beautiful laid out gardens passing by, and then you go under a tunnel and, uh, this tunnel is, uh, is well lit. Um, there are murals on the walls as you pass by. They look like old, uh, well, to you, they look like uh, Indian pictograms. Um, and Wematai actually takes interest in this when she walks over. She's got a cigar in her mouth. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's very interested in the pictograms that go by. And, Do they uh, mean something? Are they it's, it's a, it is a history of a, of a people that have not lived in this area for a very long time. Uh, I, I don't know all of the symbols, but it tells of a story. Um, and she basically just shushes you as <laughs> it continues to scrawl by, um, very primitive looking pictograms, uh, but they're very large in size. Like everything is, uh, like man sized, uh, you know, there's several five, six feet tall images. Uh, they just continue along the span as the car pulls along. Uh, and again, the whole tunnel is well lit so that, uh, this imagery is very prominent. I don't talk again. (laughs) Right. Uh, Eventually the symbolism does stop um, and you come out of the tunnel and you're passing, you're passing a bridge and below you is a crystal clear blue lake. Uh, It looks like the water, uh, there's lots of pipes going into the water. It looks like they're using the water itself for a lot of their steam powered uh, contraptions. 
but the lake itself is very pristine, very calm looking as you're passing over it. You're, you're setting off around six o'clock. Uh, so there's like a good hour before it starts to get towards dusk. Um, and you just have this incredible view as the train passes over the span. You're, you're in the blue skies, blue water below you. Everything looks fresh. Um, and the viewpoint that you're having through this particular large window, you can't see the spewing fumes uh, and the smokestacks uh, from the junkyard from here. So it all looks like just untouched, very pristine. And uh, it just continues along. Uh, after a bit, uh, uh, Weebatai, after absorbing some of it and uh, catching her thoughts, and she says that um, it's a story of uh, death uh, and rebirth. It is an old legend. There were a tribe of people who believed that they came from below ground, uh, that their society was birthed beneath the crust, uh, and they fought to come to the light. Uh, they were an oppressed people kept there by uh, demons that they believe. Um, it's very similar to uh, your uh, – she doesn't say this to Young specifically, but kind of to the room in general. It says your Christ is looking more horrified as the, <laughs> yes. the, the, oh my god, people living underground? How did they cope? No things. Uh. Uh, very similar to your Christ myth. Their leader was a man who was killed in battle and returned to life uh, days later. Um, it's very interesting as uh, these people – and she gives you a name of a tribe, which the GM can't remember the name of. But it is an actual tribe, uh, historically, um, uh, are more of a myth to our people. Uh, those that live below the ground and fought for the light, or fought to the light. It is said that many of our tribes sprung from them. So, yeah, the, this, was, uh, this was a hollow that's carved through the Wasatch Mountains. So this was apparently a natural cavern they uh, made use of and uh, left the pictograms there. So there's a slight incline as the train continues to chug along. Um, again, this small, powerful uh, engine is able to keep up with the uh, incline quite well, and you still feel very little movement. Um, up ahead of you, uh, you see your destination. Uh, the pinnacle of a hill that's been leveled off uh, is a large mansion, uh, which does have several smokestacks, but they don't seem to be spewing forth anything particularly vile. Uh, the whole compound is surrounded in uh, 10-foot-tall uh, wrought iron fencing. You see guard posts at each of the corners. Um, and as you uh, pull into a small train station just outside um, of the mansion, you, you come to a stop. Uh, again, very gentle stop. Same conductor comes out and uh, red carpet rolls down and invites you all out. Tells you that he... We have a carriage waiting to take you to the mansion proper. And there is a horse and carriage. Well, it's a carriage, uh, but there's no horse. It's it's very similar to your speed wagon, actually. But again, with the very dark uh, black motif, uh, the Hellstrom logo on it. I understand you're a driver. Uh, Mr. Hellstrom uh, thought that you might enjoy uh, one of his uh, many contraptions. Uh, he's again speaking to Luke uh, and just waves you over to it. Uh, it there are several helmets, uh, <laughs> goggles uh, in it. Um, and, you know, it looks very familiar to to your speed wagon, so you, you would know how to drive this thing. Yeah. So it's just approach the gates. The, the guards there are expecting you, and we'll wave you through. Uh, just park her in uh, the garage that you'll see on the grounds and go directly to the mansion. Enjoy your stay, folks. I'll be here when you're ready to return. Uh, gives you a deep bow. Uh, and so, Eddie, you took all the bottles of booze. <laughs> No, I wouldn't say I took them all. 
going to try and drink them all. Uh, well, again, oh, it was a it was a scenic tour, so it took about a it, it took forty five minutes or so uh, to get to your destination. So. Uh, that'll be a couple of bottles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Sarah, were you saying something? Oh yeah, Sarah was making sure that she got a nice big glass of absinthe. Okay, yeah, they got the slotted spoon and the sugar cubes and everything. <laughs> yep. Before Eddie gets to it, <laughs> it's like this is a gentle person's drink. You don't just guzzle this. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I see that Sarah is drinking it, I will leave that one to last. Fair um, enough. Clearly, Halstrom wants to uh, weigh up the abilities of his opponent by getting me to drive to see how well I do. Weebatai does take a few extra cigars. She seems to like the cigars. I don't seem entirely comfortable this whole trip. I mean, I'm not reaching at the point yet where I don't think I'm going to attack him or anything, but just you can tell that I'm just really suspicious of pretty much everything that he's doing. Oh, and, and in uh, juxtaposed to that is Dragon, who seems to be very relaxed, not curious at all, just very happy to, to be around. He's purring a lot. <laughs> Eating your hand, you know, as kids do. All right, climb aboard. And um, this, uh, interesting, it's an electric car. So uh, it's a very smooth ride, and you don't hear this wailing of the ghost rock burning in a furnace. Rubberized wheels. Very interesting. Mm. You can't help but admire the, the machine, if not the man who possibly created it. Following the directions, uh, you do see uh, a garage with other vehicles uh, of similar make, although some of them seem to be uh, more specifically purposed. You see one that has very nubby tires that possibly and a very complicated systems of axles that's probably made to use for off-road or, or, or for mat- uh, material or, or, or a structure that is uh, you know more difficult to get over, some that are sleeker, some that are armored. And uh, you find a berth to park her in, and uh, as you're coming forward, uh, the guards do wave you past. Um, you notice that they are heavily armed uh, and armored. Uh, they, you're actually not quite sure if they are automatons or real people. Uh, they're certainly shaped uh, bipedal, etc., but they've got on iron helmets, uh, shoulder gear. It's really hard to tell if they're if those are people or if they may be automatons, which you know he does use. Hmm. I look over at Eddie and say, "What does your sniff sense tell you about them?" Ah, good point, uh, Eddie. Go ahead and if you want to do that as you're passing by, go ahead and give me a roll on your notice. Okay, uh, you don't smell sweat. You don't smell anything that would lead you believe that there's a human underneath all that armor. Yeah, it just seems like machine oil. I don't mm. think anybody's in there. Right up your alley. Oh, you, you would enjoy Christmas. this. All right. Um, here, I've got a description of the place. Give me just a second. So yeah, I, uh, I mentioned the wrought iron fence that surrounds it. Uh, there's actually barbed wire around the uh, around the tops that uh, you didn't really see from afar, but you can see now. Um, guards. There's even dogs on the premises. Uh, some of them look like automatons too, but not all of them. Uh, and you do see actual people that are leading the dogs around on leash, leashes. Some of them wave at you. Uh, the front entrance is wide open. And there is a person there dressed in a full tuxedo again, very much like the person who drove you here. Uh, actually, they could be brothers. Uh, not twins, uh, but very similar facial features. 
And he bows to you all and says, Mr. Hellstrom is uh, waiting in the dining hall. Please, uh, if you would like to refresh yourselves uh, beforehand, uh, he points out where bathroom is not the, the right word, but uh, there is a room right off the entrance where a person can freshen up uh, hot and cold running water, towels, that sort of thing. Do the two people kind of smell the same? No. No, they're, they're, they're obviously different people. And I don't think your sniffer is good enough to tell if someone is a brother <laughs> or a, a relation, but they definitely smell of two different people. Okay. Go and see Rodericks has to clean up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Once again, everything is clean and very well appointed. Uh, he seems, uh, Hellstrom seems to have a taste of style, Sarah. Um, he seems to like his blacks with uh, corresponding lighter colors, mostly white or gray. The thing that strikes you after cleaning what little you need to, you, you really don't need to a lot. Um, but as you come out into the hall, there are several paintings um, uh, that are a picture of a very beautiful raven-haired uh, woman. Uh, she looks to be maybe in her early 20s. Uh, very fashionably dressed, beautiful smile. It's just kind of more of a grin, really, which is an odd, uh, odd way to 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 lavish on a painting like this. You know, it's not a full smile. It's it's more of a pixie-like grin, um, which makes her look possibly even younger than she is portrayed to be. There's several of them uh, going through. They're not all the same painting, but they're all of the same woman. And is there any pla- any plaques or anything under under the? Uh... Yes, uh, if you want to go and uh, look closer at them, each of them has a small brass plaque beneath them, very small. And they all says, uh, my beloved wife, Vanessa. And does it, do the paintings look like they were painted like in some sort of chronological order or um, have any dates on them? Uh, no dates, uh, but the woman seems to be the same age between all of the paintings. Uh, different dress, all all. You're you're a uh, you're something of a fashion person, I think, Sarah. It keeps yes. track of fashions. Yeah. So all the fashions are within the same couple of year span. So you know this is not like they're nothing odd. Like they're not decades apart in dress, and the woman look exactly the same. Nothing like that. <laughs> how out of how out of date does the fashion look in those paintings? Decade, maybe ten years, maybe about ten years. Okay, yeah, about ten years. And nothing. Okay, and that's pretty much among all of them. The they look like they've been painted, you know, or the the model was 10 years ago. Right. And in all of them, she has the same kind of, uh, you know, interesting smile. Not a full smile, um, kind of a shy grin. A very attractive woman. Okay. All right. I will just note that and keep going. Sure. And uh, his servant uh, directs you on uh, through the house. Again, you know, just very lavish. Everything is electric lights, by the way. Uh, there's no gas lights. There's no candles. It's all very well lit with electric lights, subdued with various color cells to, to make the light uh, take on more natural tones. Um, and directs you to a dining room uh, that he opens. And uh, there is a large, uh, you know, this, this table probably sits, sits 50 people. But off to the side, a smaller, more intimate table has been set up. And uh, there's Mr. Hellstrom. Uh, he is currently overseeing the temperature of the tea and coffee that are set up. He's got a little uh, thermometer out and he's looking at his watch and uh, he occasionally uh, is tasting a few things. Uh, he has an apron on, which is a little stained, and he has a chef's hat on. Uh, which he takes off and puts away kind of quickly as you as you come in. It's like, oh, my guests, please. Mr. Villeneuve? Um, 
Mr. Young, I believe it is. And of course, uh, he offers, uh, he, you know, he makes a motion for your hand, Sarah. I uh, offer my hand. Ms. Beauchamp? Uh, yeah, Dr. Beauchamp. Doctor, yes, of course. Uh, just a, a quick, you know, f- you know, very formal uh, kiss to the back of the hand. Um, oh, and some that I do not believe I have met before. Your name, sir, as he steps forward to Eddie. Um, so Hellstrom is, uh, he has very thick glasses on, uh, perched on the very end of his nose. Uh, very, his hair is streaked with white. Uh, you can see that he once had very dark hair. Going just slightly bald with a very high widow's peak. Uh, he is dressed very formally uh, beneath his apron that he's hastily taken off. Uh, you notice that his uh, his shoes, though, um, you would expect a, a gentleman's shoes given the outfit that he's on, but they're more like clunky work boots. Uh, I mean, they're clean and they're neat, but they're a little, little out of place uh, with what else he's wearing. In his uh, coat pocket, he's just slipped in a watch that he was uh, using to take the temperature of the tea and coffee. And you notice there are several implements there as well. I mean, think like a pocket protector, uh, you know, with lots of pins and lots of little probes sticking out, that sort of thing. Uh, He offers his hand to you. Oh, I shake his hand. It's Eddie Guff. Ah, Mr. Guff. Uh, He tries to place your accent and says... um, A little bit from everywhere. Yeah, he makes a stab at it. it. Says Tennessee, Kentucky. Close enough. Oh, I was I was around quite a bit in the younger days and picked things up. Uh, he puts his hand out uh, to Wimitai. Oh yes, and uh, another uh, very beautiful lady. Uh, Wimitai, not knowing uh, particularly these social graces, is not sure what he's <laughs> looking to do. Uh, is kind of looking over at you, Sarah, <laughs> for prompting. Okay, I just motion for her to hold her hand, hand out. Okay. Uh, he does the same thing. Limitai tenses up a little bit uh, as if he's about to bite her or something, perhaps. Uh, but, you know, it's very, very perfunctory, as he did with you. Uh, very you know, quickly, quickly done and nothing lingering about it. Uh, he says, please, uh, join me. I, I, I thought that perhaps we could have a more intimate affair. I am something of a chef, and uh, it has been a while since I've been able to entertain here in my mansion. Things being what they are with the rail and my inventions, of course. Uh, please, have a seat. Uh, and he pulls the chairs out for everyone. The ladies first, of course. Okay, um, that's, that's good. Ooh, I have a question for you. In the, um, in those paintings, was the woman wearing a wedding ring or anything? Uh, she was, yes. Okay. And is, is uh, Hellstrom wearing a wedding ring? He is. Ah. Uh, actually, you notice it as after, after the ladies are seated, uh, the men can seat themselves, although he does pull chairs out for everyone. But uh, he goes around and he says, uh, I'd like you to sample these uh, two concoctions of mine, if you would. Uh, first, the tea uh, made from a gentle green leaf uh, imported up from, well, uh, he looks over young uh, and says, Hunan province, uh, I believe it is called. Uh, with uh, a very uh, fine nectar from the bees that are taken from uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, and, uh, you know, he pours a bit out for everyone. Uh, and then he next he pours out a very thick coffee. He says, I have a particular liking for the Turkish style of coffee. Uh, and he starts off with these two things. He says, soon my servants will bring out uh, a repast in uh, various courses uh, made by my own hand. Uh, if you will indulge uh, uh, a chef uh, in training. Uh, of course, I have not uh, 
been able to indulge as much as I like, but uh, I'd like to do it with special guests. And please, uh, he stands and uh, he takes his, his tea cup and he says a toast. Okay. Uh, he says uh, to the fortunes uh, that we are all due and uh, to the future. That definitely raise my cup to that. I'll raise my my cup to that as well. As do I. Uh, no, I was really putting it to my lips, but I should be drinking it. Okay. It smells I... very good. Uh, very florally smelling. I mean, you can smell the honey on it. Uh, go ahead, Young. No, I was just going to say, I see everybody else is doing it, and then follow suit, I guess. It's really paying attention to what his head drifted off. <laughs> Weebatai, uh, not knowing tea manners, just slams it down. <laughs> and then uh, thinks about the flavor and passing and just nods a bit. <laughs> it's good, good. Uh, so what? Uh, it's been many months. Uh, what has uh, befallen you in that time uh, since last we met and you had rendered me uh, a very thankful help? So this is mostly on Luke. Yes. Yeah, and I'm, this I'm, is yeah. totally on Luke. Yeah, and Luke's clearing at him suspiciously <laughs> pretty much this entire time. So as I said, it's going to be a bit tricky. Well, we've been around the uh, coast a bit and seen some things with our own eyes, particularly in the city of Lost Angels. Uh, he nods. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm hoping the new rail connection will be quite lucrative for the Hellstrom uh, Foundation as a whole. Uh, tell me, have you been able to invest? I, I can tell you for sure that it will be a wise investment. Yes, I see you've made quite the connection with uh, the Reverend Grimes. Yeah, he, he kind of just shakes his head at that. And, uh, you know, he is not even, uh, not even Does a Does he have smile. any empathy skill? Uh Yes, yes. I'll, I'll I'll see what he thinks of your mannerisms in a bit. But he's like, oh yes, yeah, unnecessary evil. I detest the man myself. But uh, we have well, come you would to say an that, understanding. You? I'm sure you have. Ooh, you're saying that out loud, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, there's, there's no doubt that in your feelings of things, he says, no. oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mister Villeneuve. Have I offended you in some way? I know that Mr. Grimes's uh, procedures and his people are not well-liked in many places, and this is a matter of convenience. Business only, I assure you. We know what Grimes is up to, and you don't seem to have a problem with that. Up to? No, he you takes know. a seat. You know, he's, uh, you know, he continues to sip on his tea. Uh, please, enlighten me. I very seldom leave my mansion. Um, can... Phobias and mad skills and madness and that being changed, or is it pretty much set? Can they be solved? Because uh, I, I, if I go down this line and I end up somehow believing Hellstrom, then that's going to change the phobia, uh, the, the 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 paranoia. I have. Oh yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, you're you're feel feel free to change it to another direction if you feel that it would make sense to the character. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, like if he is. Uh, Some, if he does persu- it, yeah. if, if he's he persuasive enough for instance to shift the blame in your mind to someone else you might you know wholeheartedly go yeah. after someone else uh, yeah. I just uh, how hard do I go after him versus the fact that I can't change it so there's no point you know you know what he's up to it is uh, his rituals his mass feedings Oh, I am quite aware of what those mass feedings actually entail yes uh, I was able to analyze some of his free food at one point in time but uh, and he shrugs at this is the the man is well liked uh it's not 
in my nature to uh, dis- depose uh, a-, a leader. Uh, I have no, uh, again, as I said, simply business. I have no desire to take over the day in, day out runnings of a place like Lost Angels. So you're quite happy to sit by while this evil lurks upon the land. You make sure you know better than him. He shrugs and says, I find that the concepts of good and evil are interchangeable. Uh, one man's good is another person's evil. He looks over to Wimatai and says, I am sure you feel the same. The white man is despised amongst your people for uh, what has been done uh, to you, the land that has been taken. Yet uh, many will feel that it's their manifest destiny to take over the area. They need places to live. They need food as well. Uh, are they evil? I guess she probably just nods at that. Yes. Yes, they're all evil. <laughs> but you said you had analyzed the free food he was giving away. Yes. Is that not evil? It is human flesh. He rubs his you chin. You do at not that. think that opposing somebody who feeds others unknowingly human flesh? It, it does not. I do not understand you. You see, he is in league with Vimes. I'm saying this to other PCs. He, he rubs his his, uh, his chin for a moment. He says, huh, interesting. Uh, conversation that I've not had in a while. Uh, I do appreciate it. Well, let me put forward this notion. The people uh, that flock to Reverend Grimes are there out of, it's their last options. They're starving. Uh, They're destitute. They have nowhere else to turn. No one else will take them in. The city of, uh, here, hold on. Uh, GM is forgetting the name of it. Shanfan. Uh, Shanfan is overburdened with population. They could not take these people in. They could not certainly feed these people. Uh, and what is the flesh of a man? How does it compare to the flesh uh, of a beast? Would you not eat if you were, if you uh, yourself were dying in a wasteland and this was the only way to survive? Uh, the, the difference is the choice. Sure. It, 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 and it is not that other cities would, the other places would love to have these people come in. Perdition itself. Oh, no, no. Per, perdition uh, could not feed this many people. I know. Oh. That's, that's not the point. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perdition would love to take these people in, you know. And if we. But we could simply also get rid of Grimes the, and replace it. And I'm sure the crops would go a lot better without his presence in the area. Oh, and who would you replace Grimes with? I am not a politician. I, I do not lead men. And power abhors a vacuum, so someone would step up in that position and have a ready-made flock. Sometimes you, it's better think, to deal with the devil you know. But, but we do you know think that, that someone devil. who is feeding them flesh from other people, killing people in order to feed... Others? Do we do know you not think? Do do we know that he actually have killed those peoples? Could those people not have died in more natural means? Uh, you have proof that he has uh, been slaughtering wholesale people to feed to his flock. I I have the fact. I know for a fact that hmm. the numbers alone would suggest that he would have to. If he's going to feed that many people, you can't, you're not going to just have people dying around. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I I certainly remember <laughs> I, a a sheriff who was in a prison who had his hands removed and then the guards ate the hands in front of him. These are the people he employs. These are the things that he lets do to people who are in his power. So, yes. Yes, I believe he is killing you. Oh, then you have proof and information that I do not. But I ask you, I am a businessman. What 
what would you propose I do? I am in no position to rule over these people, as you say. Who would take his place? I think that concern is second to stopping a person who is feeding human flesh to others unknowingly. He actually seems like he's pondering this. Um, he starts scratching on a napkin. Probably, uh, we know that Grimes himself was the purest of evil. Sarah so, is probably you're probably sitting to either his right or left. Uh, he would have placed uh, you there, uh, Miss Beauchamp. On the other side would probably be Luke, since he, uh, Luke and Young were the ones he yeah. met before. So both of you yeah. can kind of see what's going on. Luke would certainly out. be not sitting right beside him. I can tell you right now. Okay, well then you can be one down, and Young can be on his other side. Uh, so you guys around him can see what he's scrawling, and he seems to be running facts and figures. He says, "Well." Um, from a purely utilitarian viewpoint of this, uh, it would cost me a great deal in time, uh, finances, uh, and even recruits. Many would die to depose him. The people that he's feeding, yeah, and you kind of get the idea that he's a very you're, much, uh, yeah. um, you're is, is, is the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. James knows he is because he just saw one or two comments when he was trying to do things. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's perfectly in keeping with Darius. Trust me, that, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, well, you're having your uh, railway there is giving him legitimacy. Hmm. You could move your railway somewhere else. Shanfan, uh, Shannonsburg, all these other places. Shanfan was uh, initially the place I would like to have gone, but they were going under, uh, they were in the midst of a civil war at the time. Uh, and Los That's Angeles is a much. A bit, but if you side with Emperor Norton, I'm sure he would help you see the true way. Emperor Norton? He puzzles that for a moment. <laughs> hmm. How much power does the man have? Could he hand over Shan Fan for this? Uh, of course, Los Angeles has a much better port, which was inevitably why I decided there. As I know, Emperor Norton is the emperor, so he would have all the power he needs. <laughs> Luke is just blind faith in him. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be another interesting uh, psychological problem he might have. Uh, as well, I've never met the man myself, uh, but... Uh, and we also have contacts with people in Shed Fan with... I can't remember. Who is the name of the guy that we know that is on our side more or less? He's one of three now, but... Where? Shanfan. It's now a triumvirate of rulers. Quang. Yeah. I can't remember who's the one that we know quite well. Quang. Quang. I can't. The, no, was it Quang? No, it's not Quang. Kang is the pirate guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quang is the, is, the, is the guy who really wants to take it over. He's got control over Norton, but it's the other two. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry. It's the third one that you have a kind of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. lives uh, in the city in that. And we, yeah, we but that's the one as well. Oh, I'm looking through the wrong book. That would help. Yeah, I was, I'm now interested in knowing that myself. I have forgotten. <laughs> Here we go. Shan Fan Names are too similar. One is the warlord who was in the Indian territory and now has Emperor. I'm not confused between Quan and Kong all the freaking time. Tam. Tam. Big ears. Big ears, Tam. Yeah, we have. He's a big ears, Tam. And if you can help, uh, I'm sure Quan and Kang would also quite willingly see, um, now that the civil war has calmed down, I'm sure they'll quite willingly see the 
uh, the usefulness of actually having a made a trading port right there with World Trainer there. And them had legitimacy is far superior to Grimes and what he's doing. And um, and as well as if and, it wasn't for uh, Caledonia, I'd be living in Shanfan. <laughs> and Emperor Norton is actually quite a reasonable man. Mm, he's a great guy. Right, yes, uh, he is. As you guys are talking, uh, some waiters come out uh, bringing a uh, serving tray, and uh, they put uh, he's starting off with soup, uh, putting down tureens in front of everyone. Uh, be pretty hearty. It's got kind of a reddish uh, uh, cast to it, very aromatic. And he says, oh, please, uh, fennel and potato." I am supplementing my tea with uh, a little bit of good stuff. Oh, if he if he oh. sees that you're you're actually augmenting uh, with alcohol, yes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I uh, when I dine here, it's often with uh, people from Salt Lake, and of course, uh, alcohol is not permitted amongst their faith. What would you like? I have a fine selection of wines, brandies, rum, tequila, tequila. Um, I believe we have some of the Mexicali. Yes, uh, sure enough. Uh, so a bottle of tequila is brought out. I suppose you say triple A. <laughs> I, I just give Eddie a look. Right. A, a glass of a, 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 um, a glass of wine would be quite nice with this soup. Ah, yes. Uh, he gets uh, he pairs a, a red that he tells to his butler, who goes and brings it uh, from the cellar. So yeah, it's yeah, your repast is you know, and over time, more and more food is brought out a little bit at a time. Uh, he's uh, actually it, not a bad cook. Earlier uh, really on, I would have taken a moment to <coughs> excuse me, got a bit of a cough. Uh, you know, that drink from my dispel potion. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, he's not a bad cook for those that are. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking it because I'm otherwise going to be starving. But now that I've had that, I'm, I'm less concerned about being poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, Sarah's not concerned about being poisoned, so she's going to tuck in heartily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I wish to know whether the uh, uh, whether you made it with human flesh or not. Oh, you seemed oh so so unconcerned with. He, he actually turns around from. in his uh, his little pocket protector thing I, ta- I told you about. He pulls out something that looks like a a, a pen, but it's kind of like a, a combination of a pen and a syringe. He says, "Oh, this was uh, something that I whipped up after I found uh, out." Uh, Mr. Grimes's proclivity for human flesh. It's quite fascinating, you see. And he, he puts a drop of it in this soup bowl. Uh, you notice the, that it remains clear. Uh, however, uh, he takes a fork and he stabs himself with a fork, just nonchalantly, just stabs himself uh, and just kind of squeezes the wound until some of it drops into uh, the soup bowl. And he takes his, uh, his, his spoon and just uh, swirls it around a bit. Uh, his, his servants are like, like, oh, my goodness. And they're going and they're getting antiseptic and they're going for bandages. I and will, he's just completely unconcerned. <laughs> I will. If the servants come back with antiseptic, Sarah will go into auto mode and, and treat that wound. Oh, yeah. He just sticks his hand out for you to treat and it's not really paying any attention to it. He says, oh, now this is the fascinating part. You see, I've incorporated a bit of blood into the soup here. You notice that you really can't tell due to the uh, the coloration of the soup itself. But here, if I put a drop of this in, uh, you notice that the, when the drop hits it, there's a purple splot that uh, happens or with a little bit of uh, liquid uh, floats on top of the soup. He says, oh, I test my food quite often when I, uh, when I have it imported in. Oh, it would get on so well with the Grimes otherwise. <laughs> well, that would, be, that would actually be something quite um, 
handy and quite useful. Oh, I can you give have... you the formula, dear woman. It seems that you are a, a, a doctor. Uh, as you introduce yes. yourself, uh, I'm sure that you could understand it. Uh, he basically writes out a chemical formula and <laughs> hands it over to you. Okay, I will take it and I will... Thank you very much. And I will put that in a, in a very safe place. <laughs> So I take it uh, the discussion of Mr. Grimes is uh, the reason that you asked uh, for uh, this meeting. Uh, I am uh, more than happy to entertain this line of discussion, uh, but perhaps uh, some, uh, which, let us call it uh, ground rules so that we are not misunderstanding one another. Yes, uh, simply put, while I am a wealthy man and have much in the way of resources, uh, my time is much taking up with the invention of new processes. I am particularly well involved in one now. And and uh, everybody notices that he, when he says this, he turns his head and looks out into the hallway. And in the hallway uh, is, you know, you can see a picture of the, the young lady is like right out, is right in his line of vision. He goes back to speaking. Uh, that is taking up much of my time. I have no desire to rule over anyone. Uh, I have a very, uh, I have a friendship uh, with the uh, religious folk below. I provide certain things to them, uh, and they provide me with a home uh, that I am quite interested in keeping. I am not a dictator. I have no desire uh, to be a kingdom builder. And while <laughs> what Mr. Grimes is doing is detestable, it must, if I were to take a hand against this man, uh, must address certain necessities in my mind does it make sense for me to do this i understand you have a healthy respect for what you consider to be good and evil i'm afraid that that is one of my foibles that uh, my teachers often tried to address of me but i he just shakes his head if it does not add up on the scales of balance in my mind i i cannot put myself forward to be uh, so brash as to believe something is for good or for ill it simply is but please uh if you can convince me i will entertain what you have to say more food is being brought out while all this is going yeah. on. <laughs> frankly sir if you cannot see the evil of grimes's position and you are clearly on the side of his I, he shrugs at that because I'm, I'm sorry the argument uh holds no weight with me as i yeah. uh, again uh good and evil he kind of shrugs. Oh, well, um, that is your position. And so, uh, perhaps, um, if it were more financially profitable for you and maintain and main, and you were to be able to maintain your, um, your home and your, and most of your relationships with the religious folk, would that, uh, be something that you'd be interested in? He ponders it for a moment. It says, finances uh, are not my imperative. Keeping up good relations with the folk in this town uh, is paramount uh, to my continued investigations. And Keeping... how do they feel about your relationships with Grimes? He shrugs and says, they know of it. I can say no more as to their actual feelings of it. I'm afraid that I'm not very good at... Uh, uh, reading social cues. Uh, I've not been redressed. They have not asked me to cease my communications with the man. You know, and if they were aware of what Grimes was up to, they may take issue with the fact. And, uh... Oh, I was sure to let them know of the feast that Grimes holds. They do know. 
<laughs> Young so, seemed to turn disbelievingly and look over at the town. Was like, what are you rolling up? <laughs> As I understand um, it, uh, they have an edict uh, forbidding any of their flock to enter Lost Angels, nor to uh, to harbor any of uh, Grimes' representatives. But they also are a people that keep to themselves and do not wish to, yeah. other than to spread their religion, they do not wish to spread their influence further. So, um, Mr. Hellstrom, can you please uh, possibly tell me about uh, your investigations that are so important? Oh, um, I am uh, not at the point where I, uh, I understand that you are a learned woman who could probably, uh, it could very likely uh, follow my reasons of uh, logic and science. However, I am, uh, I am one to keep things close uh, to myself for fear of uh, failure. Of course, I'd like not like my peers to think of me any less. Uh, when things are closer to fruition, of course, I will share with all as uh, Hellstrom Industries uh, has done in the past. Yes. Oh, have uh, I would assume um, with your investigations, you have uh, some good contacts in Elspeth Town. Elspeth Town, uh, yes, yes, I've recruited from there a few times. Very uh, fascinating place. Uh, they seem to uh, follow my own outlooks. That uh, it's the science that counts. I'm sure, and he turns to Luke, and it's not really a jab. It's more like he's he's trying to make a point uh, that if you were to bring up the condition of good and evil to these fair folk they would have a much similar understanding as mine given i've been around them do i believe him oh yes oh yes <laughs> they would easily make a, a bomb that would destroy you know everyone and be as ecstatic as, of that as making something that uh made trees grow i mean it's completely amoral <laughs> mm. oh so yes oh no i was, I was just one um wondering in that i i invest in several projects in elspeth town and I'm always looking for new projects to invest in. Um, well, Hellstrom Industry has, a, has quite a portfolio if you're an investment uh, sort. Uh, perhaps I will leave you with some materials <laughs> before the night is over. That would, that would be a fascinating read. In the other circumstance, Luke would be all over that. <laughs> he says, uh, again, uh, if, you could, uh, if you could make a strong case for why I... Should break uh, my contracts with uh, Reverend Grime, or help to dispose uh, dispose of him, uh, or shift my business to another location, I would be glad to hear it. But other than he is interested in he is interested in spreading his influence, which would mean his religion elsewhere. Ah, yes, and is one of the reasons why I find myself amongst these good, God-fearing people. His influence could not gain a strong foothold here until he is surrounding the entire country. You think would hide here or? It's his aim. You think he has that sort of power? Uh, yeah. Certainly he yeah. has. He certainly has power behind him. We have seen that more than once, and there is a dark influence over that city. If nothing else, your railway gives him the power to leave the city. I'm sure he's using kept it him right from now. doing that before. I mean, yeah. Grimes. Well, uh, well, I said your power yes. also gives him legitimacy and an easier way of leaving the city. It actually gives gives him an easier way to spread uh, to proselytize. Yeah, he, he says yes, that that is true. Uh, but again, he thinks for a moment. Consider uh, Shanfan had a uh, until recently, and some would say currently, 
uh, had a government structure that many saw to be an abhorrent. Uh, they took advantage of their people, uh, often let those some starve to death, worked some in mines, uh, which, you know, young as an aside, uh, you had to work in mines as a prisoner. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, some would have called that structure evil. And yes. And they do. Mm-hmm. But I fail to see why I should pass judgment on these people. Many find them to be helpful. Certainly Shan Fan was ran well at the time, perhaps better now. And for those that it helped, it helped well. For those that it did not help, yes, um, it could have been a hell. But I am just a businessman. I am not a politician. I do not understand. You you are a human, yes? Uh, he actually thinks about that for a moment. Like He pauses, he's like... Uh, yes, oh, you I, are do, a man. I do associate uh, with with uh, the human race. Yes, I I am a man. So, if so, so if someone were to um kill the the kill one of your servants here and then serve them up to other people because they needed meat, you would not object to this. Oh, certainly would I would not. protect my own, just as Grimes would protect his own, or this king or Khan would protect his own. But those but that are, are not, not my doing own. That. You are protecting people who come to you. You are not protecting the people who would use your products, who would buy your things, who would benefit from you being you. You are and only helping yourself. There is also there is also a um there is a good case to be made that um when Grimes' practices uh come to general public knowledge and as you know as you know from business sometimes there is collateral damage and fallout uh as people decide that they would rather take their business somewhere elsewhere. Um you you would be leaving yourself open to people uh, basically not you deciding to use other products other than yours and other than your services just simply out of protest because you are enabling uh, a cannibal. He thinks about that for a moment and says, hmm, Mr. Guff, you are a soldier, yes? Yes, I was a soldier. So you killed men who had an opposing viewpoint to yours, and you found it to be right. I eventually found it to be disturbing. Yes, but at the time, you found it to be correct. And the arms that you use, uh, products of Mr. Wesson, or uh, perhaps even uh, Mr. What's another gun that would be at this time? Uh, Colt. Mr. Colt. Yes. Were used on both sides. Now, would you find the inventor of that gun to be an evil person to produce a weapon that is used by both sides to kill each other? No. If it was manufactured and sold to them purely for the sense of profit and not for the actual aid of war. Well, and that is business, yes. I'm sure Mr. Yes. Colt and Mr. Wesson profited from both sides. Would you call them evil men? I don't think they were evil, I think their creations were brought 
into the evil world. You know, they may have just had the weapons for hunting and then people turned the hunting onto themselves. Yes, and my point being that both sides decided that the other was distasteful in some manner and they decided to war with one another. If I were to turn uh Well, my most wars point, are political in nature, monetary rather than purely ideological. Ah, uh, yes, and this comes to the crux of my, my position. Were I a politician, were I a man that led others, I would have perhaps no qualms in saying to my workers, take up arms against this Mr. Grimes, uh, knowing full well that many of them would die. However, I am not such a man, and my workers are important to me for their work. So, if I were to say, Mr. Grimes, uh, we wish to take what is yours and have it become mine, I would be throwing away my workers. Many would die. My production, my productivity would drop. What there is a difference between you trying to take over uh, Lost Angels, which you would be behind, versus simply removing your presence from Lost Angels and removing a resource from their availability. Ah, yes, that is that is uh, interesting. And with the new government that is installed in Shanfan, and perhaps this Mr. Norton that you speak so highly of. Uh, perhaps my needs could be met in that direction. Uh, you see, gentlemen, I need the Ghost Rock to flow from east to west on my rail lines. Oh, there's lots of good Ghost Rock in Shanfan. They, do. they have a good Ghost Rock mining facility. And further north, though, stay clear of uh, the Waitleys. <laughs> but there is the problem that Shanfan is ruled by a council now. Uh, whereas Grimes is one man that I have come to an understanding with. One man is much easier to come to agreements with than many men. What if they become disagreeable and any one of them decides to strike off my contract? What then? Where am I left? This Norton, you say, though, has power? Yes. Would he make my ghost rock flow? I have no doubt he has many strings to pull. <laughs> uh, have you had any workers go missing in Lost Angels? Have they all been safe so far? I sense our... Wait, you protect your men, but you do not, because we broke one of them out of Grimes's prison. Uh, yes, and GM can't remember the name of the offhand, but he says, yes, I was recently made aware of that. We had thought that he died recently, in the battle. It was, it was a long time ago. Bill Butner... Wasn't that long ago? <laughs> no, it was well, only a couple of months. We, we yeah. play fast. Well, it's been a couple of months. Right. That was right after you joined him, too, technically speaking. Uh, <laughs> yes, we had thought that he had died in our initial combat uh, with Grimes and his troops. Uh, it wasn't until just very recently that we found that he was being held prisoner. Uh, and it is something I wish to address with Mr. Grimes. Uh, perhaps he did not know Mr. Was it Buckley. Bill Butner. Yeah, Butner. Uh, perhaps he did not know that Mr. Butner was one of mine, or perhaps he held him uh, as a piece uh, of leverage. Uh, but yes, uh, something that we will have to speak of. Um, perhaps you, Eddie, would like to detail what's happened in the prison. I would rather not, but since you ask, I'll go into a little bit of detail about how I was tortured. <laughs> how, how you were brought to nearly death and they did it every night because you regenerated. And uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they gave me a little bit of time to recover and then they did it again. And 
kept doing it over and over and over again, and finally I was uh, rescued. Mm. Uh, I mean, he does listen to it, but you definitely get the idea that this is not a man you can uh, you can appeal to with emotion. It is. It is not an emotional. Well, well, for that is the kind. Of, that is the kind of man you are dealing with. That is the kind of person who will do anything in order to get the things that he wants. You think you can trust him with your contracts? How many other workers have died under his area? He he contemplates that for a bit, and he says, I tell you what, you have given me some uh, things to ponder, and I never particularly wished to enter upon a contract with Mr. Grime, but he held something that I needed. You tell me now I have options, and I believe you. There, There probably are options now that were not available to me before. Uh, can you put me in touch with this Mr. Norton? Do you yes. have contacts within the new triumvirate of Shan Fan? Yes. Yes, yes we do. Yes. Um, okay, hold on a second. Let's see how much he believes you. Yeah, okay. He's like, okay. Uh, well, he nods. He says, well, uh, if you Ooh. can... Make these contacts uh, known to me. Perhaps give me a letter of introduction or, or a letter of introduction for me to them that I may conduct business. Then you make mm-hmm. it your wish. And I have one last thing to bring up to you, sir, as a scientist, if that is how you prefer to be appealed to. No doubt you are aware that there are many energies in this world, some attuned for us, some attuned towards others. I would recommend you see the sort of energies that Grimes is tapping into and while you don't agree to the nature of evil, you may see that the nature of his particular energy is all rapacious and all-consuming that is behind him, and will not stop it merely staying on the coast and providing others with ghost rock. In fact, I have a piece of Grimes' Doctor right here. You can make sure you are attuned to, to fully see the nature of the power that is coming up against you. And uh, I do mean that in the sense that it is threatening all of us. Do you get, bring him? The, do you show him the sample? Uh, he looks at it for uh, for a bit. Uh, and by this point, you guys are pretty much finishing off the meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He says, hmm, interesting. Would you allow me to examine this? Would you care to see one of my labor- laboratories? Mm-hmm. Please, let us That's retire. Right. I, get to, I get to see his laboratories. <laughs> know, the, know the sort of work that this man, evil man, is working on. <laughs> well, he brings you into one that's probably just a hobby room. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a small room. This could not be the extent of everything that he has. No, but no, he, no, no. He, of course not. He takes your sample <laughs> um, and he puts it under uh, a microscope, uh, lights the burners up underneath it so that it projects an image onto a screen. Um, and he says, uh, ha, may I take a small sample of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes a very thin... I, I have I mainly tended to help my own frequency alterations myself rather than as long as I have enough for that. All right. Uh, so yeah, you're you're interested in what he's doing here. He burns a little bit of gross rock. He he takes a very fine sliver of the stone off, uh, runs it through some processes, um, and then on the wall he has displayed. Uh, you know, he's basically he's got a he's got a, a microscope that can show an image onto a wall. Uh, when he burns it with a ghost rock, it produces an aura, and you see he is speechless. Uh, he's looking at this. You see the fire in his eyes, and you can just imagine if this were you. I mean, he's running all kinds of calculations in his head, and he just stares at it for a bit. And he, says, <laughs> he does want to take over Grimes after all. <laughs> he says, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. 
Is Jameis laughing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He looks at the stone, marveling at it, and he says, "And this comes from Grimes. This is this is what a, a mineral that he mines there that he has." I don't know what the altar is made of, but this is infused with this energy. How large would you say this altar is? Casually, sort of indicate the dimensions that I've seen. <laughs> He's all the drooling. Uh, his eyes are huge. Pick on it. Uh, smarts. Oh yeah. Oh, oh dear. Okay. Yeah, he's in league with Grimes. Now I know he's going. He's even worse with Grimes now. <sighs> he's, he's like. There's he's no helping him. Dumbfounded, this he's like I. Uh, I have been. I have been experimenting with this energy uh, for quite some time. I have never seen such concentration in such a small amount. It has been on the rise. Are you familiar? And he kind of broaches this like he's afraid that you're going to laugh at him. I mean, like he's really hesitant about it. He says, are you familiar with um, oddities? Uh, I, I, I wish. We, I, have, I have seen. If I may use this, shit that will turn your hair white. <laughs> oh, yeah. He kind of smiles in relief at this. Yes. Yeah. And are you aware that the sightings have been more frequent? Especially on the coast where Grimes is. Exactly. Yes. 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 And his wife. Are, are the others of, are, are the other party members here as well? Yes. Yeah. Everyone's here. Okay. I assume everyone came. Yeah. Yes. He says, yes, and it's one of the reasons that I needed the railway connected here. I need access to this. Uh, whatever it is, whatever this power source is, uh, I need it. I need to be able to harness it. You are referring you to see, one of the horsemen is... of the apocalypse, sir, and I do not think that it, you will harness it. And that is that is his group's altar. I doubt you'll be able, given access to it. He looks a little, he's like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Uh, I understand the reference slightly. I'm afraid my biblical studies are quite lacking. Uh, apocalypse, um, I understand this in theory. You seem to be hinting at something in specific. You know of the four horsemen? Uh, in, in passing from my yes. childhood days, four yes. Pestilence, famine. Do you think that might explain what is happening on the coast there? Well, certainly there is production problems. Uh, it seems to affect everyone, except those more towards the east, I suppose. Yes, and you would say, in terms of science, of course, it is. we are talking about mass beings able to tap into energies, and that is one such energy to be tapped into. I always assumed that the problems in our agriculture uh, was due to the uh, predominance of ghost rock uh, that has been unearthed. Uh, it does have a particular radiation all of its own, and I have long speculated that it causes mutations and failure in otherwise hardy crops. And you'll also notice that it's in direct proximity to Grimes currently, that the worst of this is happening. And people are feasting on the evil that men do. Uh, he, he seems not too yeah. convinced today. He's just about correlation and causation. Uh, certainly, the ghost rock was there before Mister Grimes set up his lost angels. Yes, no, but the famine wasn't there to the extent that it is now. I assume. I don't know. Is that true, Bert? 
Um, well, I mean, what he thought is just something that Luke's saying. Yeah. yeah. No, what what he says has sort of a correlation. As more and more Ghost Rock has been unearthed, the famine has gotten much and much worse. Uh, yeah, well, that could be leading to more power yeah. to famine. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going with it. He's an evil power that's going to consume you, so you don't want to go anywhere near it. Which, of course, is making his eyes light up all the more. <laughs> and he says, no, it is paramount that I'm able to research more of this. It seems that our Mr. Grimes has a, a large source. And I doubt he's been willing to share it with you. He will not be willing to share that with you. No, he would have brought it up already if he was going to. Well, I need he- not take it i mean nearly to examine it surely he would let me conduct experimentations like he no, hands, he hands no. uh, only no. those who obey grimes and as part of his religion get to be in that part of the uh city uh, he hands a shard back to you i mean it's not you know he has uh, this he has no coveting of it at all he just hands yeah. it back it's, it's um, obviously not enough for what he needs yeah. so what's the point yeah. <laughs> I need five billion tons. Yeah, you have this little centiliter. <laughs> well, this does cast a. Uh, this does cast a. Um, hmm. Yeah, he seems to be lost in thought. And uh, have we just increased the fee level? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, PCs, we're helping. Uh, you wish to conduct experiments on this um, on this rock. Uh, go ahead and uh, let me have everybody uh, make a roll here. Let, let's have a uh, let's have this being. Oh, I need an interpersonal skill. I just uh, persuasion. Not really persuasion. You're not so much empathy. persuasing him. Empathy. Yes, empathy would be perfect for this. Everyone. No one. It doesn't exist as a skill. Though, yeah. So. Notice usually. Yeah, notice. Notice would be fine. Notice would be fine. Go ahead and give me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is notice. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, Well, those of you that made it, uh, Eddie is apparently distracted, still drinking some of uh, (laughs) some of his fine uh, stock of alcohol. Yes, Uh, that's what I was going to say. Little distracted. He's visibly like his body is, is you've, this guy has been just purely analytical, very stoic. You know, he's just very in control of himself, but he is shaking. I mean, he's, he's having a very emotional moment in his head right now. Um, it almost looks like he's about to burst into tears, uh, as he is, he's thinking about this. Uh, I, uh, he gets Mr. he gets control of himself after a bit, uh, and that's when he hands back the the piece to you, as if it's mm. you know it's you know it's past, and it's like okay, this is irrelevant now. Here you go. <laughs> yes, and uh, you wish to uh, conduct testing experiments on 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 this rock. Uh, to what effect? It what is you... a new type of energy. It opens up vast new fields in scientific knowledge. Uh, he, what did you roll on that? Uh, 12. Yeah. He's hemming. Uh, he has thought of something very specific and he's just kind of giving you just, uh, something to placate you. Uh, um, it is, it is a new field of scientific endeavor. Uh, Mr. Mr. Hellstrom, uh, I've been 
very honest with you this evening, and I would expect the same courtesy. Please do not insult my intelligence. Yeah, he he looks like he's about to get mad. I mean, you know, his eyes screw up and his fists clench, but then he, he just kind of lets it go, and he laughs a little bit. He says, I have no doubt that you all have seen some truly frightening things uh, from what you've told me and what you've said, uh, but there is it is it is incredible uh, what these energies, ha- the possibilities behind them, uh, are truly. Uh, you speak of biblical things uh, well, in the Bible. Uh, was there not one that rose from the dead? Could one not be restored from death? Shrug. Uh, <laughs> things I, back to oh, stories of raven. Things back to ghosts. It, it it is possible. Yes, it is possible. I don't know enough, and it must be perfect. She must come back perfect. Hmm? Okay. Who must come back? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he he pauses for a minute, like he didn't, you know, that slipped out. Uh, he's like, oh, uh, no, my my experiment. Uh, Yes, uh, I must know more about these energies uh, for it to be perfected. Damn it. How good is Luke? How good is Luke? It's almost a willpower roll. Yeah, if, if you're trying to decide whether Luke would know or jump on something and make a roll. Yeah, it's not so much that. It's a uh, spirit roll. Would he so. push it or not? Get the thing. No, at the moment, he is really on the verge of just putting his gun and trying to shoot Telstrom. <laughs> would, would Luke really do that? Is the question I'm trying to decide. Because what he's seeing now from Telstrom is just scaring the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, so we'll say that Luke is indecisive there for a moment. And uh, continue, yeah. uh, Sarah. Yes, I, I said, well, um, you said she must she must come back perfect. I would like to know who you're talking about. Perhaps, perhaps this is something that we could provide some assistance with. Give me a persuasion roll. Okay. Um, okay. You're you're talking to him in kind of a, a soothing way and uh, trying to coax him to talk more, and, and he does after a bit. You know, he just gives a big sigh, shoulder slump, and says, uh, "She was taken from me, taken from me, and I wish her back. My wife, dead now, ten years. I have her perfectly preserved, waiting for some miracle to bring her back, to bring back her." <laughs> soul, I suppose, those who believe in such a thing would say. Uh, I believe more it is a matter of stimulating certain electrical responses in her brain. Uh, what comes back is not her soul. Something else inhabits. We have seen this already. Right. It will not be her that comes back. So he latches on to the part where you say you've seen this and not so much part the warning. It's been done? <laughs> you've seen it? Something yes. came back. Not the soul. At this point, my, my hand's resting on my gun at this point because I really. Like, yeah, he kind of reaches out to you, Luke, and then, you know, it's like he's about. He's like, he's, he's, he's uh, pouring on what you're saying. He's reaching out, and his hands just drop, and he says, 
Uh, of course, as I said, it must be perfected. I would not want something to inhabit her that is not her. It's, it's not enough that just her shell is animated. I must have her back. It is not perfect. It's. He shakes his head. He says, "I've seen the abominations you speak of. Those, the the Walking Dead. Uh, mm. uh, something inhabits uh, corpses uh, of those that fall occasionally. Your 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 wars, your battles on the battlefields. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard reports of men rising and then what." Uh, what if you are lucky, motivates them are no longer human. Yeah. If I you are lucky, what come back will still be helpful, but there's no guarantee. But there certainly will not be your previous love. No, no, not yet. But it can be perfected. I'm sure. I have not heard of any case <laughs> of the two or three people that I know. <laughs> I've not heard of any case of that being possible, nor have I been led to believe that that is possible on any level. To bring the exact one back. No, it not possible not... now. You're, you're right. You're right. It is not possible now. But no one has researched it as I have. And I know that someday, someday, I will have that key. And in the meantime, I can do nothing but expand my wealth and holdings so that I am able to acquire the things that I need to continue my researches. The energy there is not the answer. What of these miracles that I hear being performed that some below, and he kind of points down to Salt Lake City, can perform? Would you call that power evil? Does it not derive from the same source? Uh, here! And I, he seems to be angry now. He says, here, let me show you. And uh, he takes some water from the shelf. This was blessed by those below, the one they call the prophet. Uh, the man that uh, allows me to stay here, to live here. And he, he puts it up, does the same sort of thing he did with the altar piece, and it shows up on the screen. The aura looks exactly the same. It is the same power. Again, I tell you, evil, good, it means nothing. It's power and how it is wielded that makes the difference. And who's wielding it is Grimes, and he is evil. And, and the power, what? The man below, he is nothing but a good, and he, you know, you can hear the air quotes, good man. He's not going around trying to, well, overtly try to convert people to his religion or feeding them human flesh. But he wields the same power. Oh, pity Nick's not here. <laughs> Damn you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so again, as I say, in your wars, is it not the person that wields the power that makes it good or evil and not the power itself? Power can be a tool, yes. He's he's a bit manic now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There's a quote from Doctor. There, there is only one way to find out, and that is to get the power from both places. I you yourself do not would know bring you, you would use that power to bring back those who were already dead. He, you know, he kind of sighs, and again, he gets control of himself, and he says, I have spoken on many nights. I have had uh, their prophet here. Uh, he's one of the few people I'm able to share my culinary abilities with, and we have spoken of this. He knows of my desire to bring her back. He does not agree. He says that she is in a better place. Uh, although, he says, uh, those that you call Catholics would say she's damned to hell, having taken her own life. 
their prophet does not believe that. He believes that she is in a better place, and I should not desire to rip her from there and bring her back to this place of sin. But if only we had somebody who could contact the spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> Would she want you to be doing this? Oh wow, yeah. That <laughs> that's always the killer. That's always the killer. Wow, that's new. Oh, okay. No, no, he gets a hold of himself. He's about to just he's about to just go off on you. And you know, he steps on the table, his hands grip the edge of the uh, the table, and he just forces himself back down. He says That is not the point. I need her. So you claim- it is about you. Yes, you claim to be a man of no motion, of only business sense, and yet here we see you willing to whatever it takes to bring her back. You sir are no scientist. Uh, yeah, that you're, I mean, you might as well be pummeling this guy. I mean, just literally <laughs> punching him, hey, what you're saying. If you want to say this is social combat, we could do that. Oh, Not that no, I have any ability yeah, in social this, combat. This is, his, this is his big weak spot. And yeah. uh, he, he just slumps down in his, in his chair and says, I am so tired with her i could do anything she was my moral bearing without her (laughs) he laughs and (laughs) the things i've done (sighs) their prophet says that i am not a good man that he protects me and gives me a home because he sees that I am needed, that I will do something that is necessary, necessary for everyone to live, everyone, not them, not just their saints. He was very specific. Something will happen. And if I am not here, it will all be for naught. And he just completely looks just defeated, fatigued. He says, and I'm so tired. I don't want this burden. I just want her back. You do not think that whatever it is that you are supposed to do might reunite you with her? Or make her look more... Well, I do not know your relationship with her. So, uh, yeah, Again, just he's very fragile at this point. He says... Their prophet has been very candid with me. He's told me that there's no hope for me. Uh, When I leave this life, there will be nothing but damnation for me. I will never be reunited with her in any sort of afterlife. Which means, leaves me with only what I could do here, now. This life. Hmm. I believe much the same will happen to me. (laughs) according, According to these people and according to... Okay, what I believe, I am surely to be damned as well for what I have done, but that will not stop me trying to do what is right on this world, regardless of whatever pain I have felt or missed those who have gone on before me. He just shakes his head again and says, and what is right? What is right? I don't understand. She could tell me. She could always make it make sense. We are coming to you and we are trying to tell you what is right. You speak to me of what is good and what is evil, and you say, you say this Grimes is evil, and what he does certainly he's he's lying to his flock, but 
if you were to tell them, and they would still come, would you call that an evil act? If they are taking the meat from people, if they are killing people in order to do it, yes. People kill one another for land, for borders, for political agendas. Why is that different? It is not. If somebody kills somebody else for land, then the law finds out about it. They are dealt with in whatever is the appropriate fashion of the of the law that is there. And who is the law? Grimes is his law. It is his nation. It is only his nation because he says it is his nation. Is that not true of all dictators? So you say he's a dictator? Certainly, yes. Does that not make him evil by definition? Strong leadership offers, is needed. He, but he offers no chance for a different view for anything else. It is his way or nothing. Uh, again, he points down at the sprawl of uh, Salt Lake below you, and they are no different. Uh, you are here. You are not under their law. It is different. Yes, I suppose I have certain dispensations. Uh, the junkyard is here. You think the junkyard would survive out with crimes? He says, knowing completely well that there was a bit outside. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's perfectly fine, but never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, yeah. I the, the, the junkyard is left here largely uninfected. The area around Grimes is slowly growing. He has no sense of ever wanting to stop. He will consume everything. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's drinking, uh, now as well too. Uh, at some point he's grabbed a bottle <laughs> and he says, I am so tired. Everyone needs something of me. And at every turn, I'm afraid that if I do the wrong thing. <sighs> Can your empire work without you, sir? No. Well, there's your first problem. <laughs> you have made them all dependent on you. you there are brilliant scientists uh, that work for me, uh, no doubt. Mm -hmm. uh, they would continue to make strides and achievements that would benefit uh, all of mankind. But there are things that I delve into, sciences that I work with that he shakes his head. I can't explain to other people. Uh, they come to me in dreams. They come to me in visions. Uh, and I'm able Luke's, to invent that which cannot be invented, which should Luke's not. Luke's along to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And without, without me, that would end. There are two examples. If you were to die tomorrow, your entire empire would fall apart and the world would collapse. Or your empire would collapse and ruin would follow. Or if you simply were to take a year off on holiday, go, leave this empire, would that also lead to collapse? Could you, in fact, take a year off to go visit visit Canada? It's a lovely place up there. Certainly the business side of things would continue on without me. I have a board of directors that handle mm. all the monetary, uh, but uh, the advancements, uh, uh, the advancements are mine. Uh, they come, they spring from me. Uh, Sure, as a financial institu institution, yes, Hellstrom Industries would continue just fine without me. 
however, they would quickly be supplanted by others. Uh, those Smith and Robards people, for instance, uh, quite, uh, quite inventive. Uh, but still, they do not delve in the types of sciences that I do. Coast rock? <laughs> nothing. It is uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. So you say you're so tired. I'm saying take some time off. You need to find what truly means to you, what truly means to you beyond this, I'm going to say, unhealthy obsession. Um, you cannot supplant her, sir, but perhaps you can find someone else to read your heart. All right. Uh, so he, he kind of is like, perhaps you're right. Perhaps you are right. Her body is perfectly preserved. Uh, it will not age. It will not decompose further. I have I have time yet. I'm just saying now as Victor Freeze with his wife Nora and frozen entirely. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly enough. Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> apt. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, yeah, but definitely this is a guy, this is a man here that's, uh, it's just, he has singular uh, fixation. Um, yeah. and seems to be willing to do just about anything to make that come about. But he's not an idiot. He, he understands that it has to be exactly right. I mean, he's not willing to, to uh, settle for something lesser. Um, and he's burned himself out. Oh, yeah. I'm reading from that. He's burned himself out. He needs to basically take a break and recharge and... Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> if we ever got around to playing Hell on Earth, seeing Mr. Hellstrom is a uh, a brain in a jar and an atomic body, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what happens, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so we should kill him right now just to avoid Hell on Earth, right? Uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, he, he – you know, he he eventually uh, he comes out with all of this, and uh, now you understand his motivation. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You don't know that you've convinced him entirely, but he's at least willing to stop uh, trade with Grimes, assuming he can uh, get the Ghost Rock flowing from another source. Yeah, uh, we've got contacts in Shannonsburg, and mm-hmm. actually, best person contact in is uh, Beauregard because he's got contacts all over the place. <laughs> True enough. Uh, well, did did you? Yeah, we got we got contacts. We got contacts at the wizard. Did you want to accomplish anything else with this? Uh, I mean, you I might you might as well have gone five rounds in a ring with him, Luke. I mean, he yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, he was perfectly prepared to go physical with the guy. So yeah, he's done something. I'm not sure what the full outcome of this is, but he's done something. Uh... I I I will. Um... Mr. H- Mr. Hellstrom, the food was delicious. By the way, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. So rarely do I get to come up from my labs and uh, work in the kitchens. Per- perhaps you should take some more time to enjoy the spice of life, so to speak. <sighs> he just shakes his head. And he says, "It's all ashes. It all tastes of ashes now." I hear that Gilbert Duke is a good cook you could learn from. It was a very tasty dinner. Do not do yourself down. 
All right. Do you want anything else out of this guy? Uh, he's he's basically like, I'm I'm tired. Uh, you're welcome to stay in the mansion if you wish, uh, or my servants can take you back to the town. You've been here. It's uh, you got here at six, or you train picked you up at six. It's about ten o'clock, almost eleven. Uh, I think we have ruined people enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our damage is done. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so uh, uh, in parting, you found out that uh, he is not a dupe of Grimes, at least you expect it. Uh, he actually he perfectly well knows what Grimes is doing, but uh, is, has been just turning a blind eye to it for reasons of his own. Uh, Which but, makes him nearly as bad. as Luke's going to pretty much keep the... Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Because it's, it's worse now, the fact that he is, you know, he thinks that... Hellstrom thinks that Grimes has stuffed something that Hellstrom wants, so he's going to go and deal, possibly deal with Grimes on an even more deeper level now. <laughs> so it's going to get worse. <laughs> the fact that he knows about it just makes him a fool and an idiot, and he's still willing to do, deal with it. Nope. <laughs> that paranoia staying. Perfectly acceptable. May have grown now, knowing that he's, he's a Frankenstein sort. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Not till I get the next level up. Yeah. <laughs> it has to go somewhere from here. You know, if I keep yeah, getting, yeah. If I keep getting that level, then yes, it goes up. And, goes and you've up. just gotten a perfect uh, view into your own future. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So he's he's offered. Uh, he's given you the invitation. If you wish to stay the night, you can. But if you wish uh, to go back, the train is uh, ready for you. Luke would prefer to go back. Um. Uh, Sarah would prefer the stay of the night. I'll look at William the <laughs> she, right. she, She's, she's looking around like, you know, well, you know, the air is much better up here, actually. <laughs> like, right. yeah, I'll go back by myself and come back and get you in the electric car tomorrow. That's fine. But I'm not staying here under the same roof as that man. Well, those that wish to stay, uh, yes, his uh, his servants uh, bring you to a prepared room, uh, bring out fresh sheets, etc. He's not commonly has guests over, so they do have to prepare a room. Uh, but he he retires after uh, giving you the options. I think Eddie would probably say just because it's a new source of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say wherever the alcohol and food is, that's where I'll be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the servants don't give you any boundaries. They say like, uh, "Well, uh, please don't uh, don't disturb uh, the master." Uh, you know, that's that side of the wing, but you have free access. Otherwise, uh, if you wish anything from the kitchens or need any help, ring the bells. Actually, no, this is this is uh, Hellstrom. There would be buzzers. There'd be <laughs> and, push, and the the push the buzzer, and the, the wall will just unfold into whatever you want. Really. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Luke. Uh, so you are the the sole occupant in the train going back. Mm-hmm. This way, he can assassinate me easier because I'm on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon's really happen, happy. You just assume that he's biding his time, waiting for yep. it to be a surprise. <laughs> Dragon's keeping me company, and he's happy. oh yeah, he's very happy. <laughs> he's very smug looking, actually. Oh, actually, this would be perfect. So, so since it's almost uh, it's late, uh, you know, going at eleven o'clock, you're all alone. Uh, you know, with uh, the lights being muted, uh, going through, and you're sitting there with Dragon, and uh, you you don't even realize it's happening, but Dragon is is talking to you. 
you're talking about a particular invention that's going through your mind and you're sounding, you're using him as a sounding board. He's talking mm. back to you. And so that's what the camera is showing. Like dragons talking to you and you don't pick on the, up on the fact because you're just, uh, you're just running I'll along. See, just yeah. a way of externalizing my thoughts so I can yeah. you know, have a conversation with myself and work these things out. I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier. I thought Dragon was the one talking to me all along, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, the rest of you, it's, yeah, beautiful house, lavish bed, uh, probably get a great night's sleep. Uh, Eddie, uh, each of the guest rooms that you're shown to has its own wet bar. <laughs> all right, nice. different, room, different room every hour. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what does this room have <laughs> No, if he finishes one off, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> um, looking through the windows, I mean, there there is a great deal of security around the compound. Uh, you see some more uh, soldiers roaming around with dogs. Uh, you see some dog constructs running around. Uh, there's also more of the metal men. Uh, so he is well guarded here, although internally uh you know that there are guards here as well but they're doing their best to stay out of your way to stay uh out of sight uh to give you uh privacy but unless you had any agenda while you're here overnight uh everything passes quite well uh in the morning uh were you anyone planning on doing something overnight um has he got a library or something does yes he has i'll go in there briefly and have a quick look to see oh has he got books on dragons you must know more about things, so yeah. I'll just have a quick look and see if he's got anything on dragons or mechanical oh. dragons. Or mechanical dragons, dragons, I could believe. <laughs> you you might be there all parts. night. Then. Uh, he has, he is very well read. I mean, there are lots of books on engineering, mathematics, but there are as many books on folklore, occultism. Uh, actually, Eddie <laughs> might spend some time in there as well. Yeah, uh, any, sounds like a good idea. I'm gonna actually join that party as well. Is there any books on uh, folk medicine? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and he has a very intricate system, uh, filing system. So, you know, it, it's got, uh, ro- robotic gantries that bring books down so you don't have to climb ladders and, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's really in-depth library. One of the best libraries you've actually seen. Uh, there are shelves and shelves and shelves of, uh, books. Uh, they're all on like tracks. Uh, and so when you pick a book or do research on a book, the tracks will move, opening up a new, uh, like a new lane that you can go down and look. Hello. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm still here. Uh, so yeah, it's a truly amazing library. Well, I mean, that is where I spend the night, almost the night. Sure. Looking for dragons. Late morning, then, uh, servants come by, uh, and bring you, uh, food from the kitchens. Uh, they do say that, uh, these not prepared by Mr. Hellstrom, but by Mr. Hellstrom's, uh, personal chef. Uh, Mr. Hellstrom has gone back to his laboratories, uh, thanks you for the interesting discourse the night before, uh, looks forward to meeting with your, uh, Emperor Norton and other contacts in Shanfan that you, uh, have expressed, uh, uh, knowledge of and uh, he hopes that uh, if you would send those letters of recommendation on he hopes to make those contacts uh, so these are all said by the servants uh, apparently the man has gone back into his studies but no one's in the hurry to uh, no one is in a rush to hurry you out or anything they just simply tell you that the the train is ready to send you back whenever you wish uh, and every courtesy will be extended to you until your time of departure 
<laughs> well, it's like whenever everybody's ready, I guess. I don't know when that will be. The only thing that uh, might spook uh, perhaps Eddie is sometime during the night uh, in your room's uh, robotic, uh, like think think Roomba size things come out and they polish your <laughs> shoes. <laughs> they polish your shoes and they clean off your clothing and they go back into the walls. <laughs> yeah, it's a little scary. Did I find out anything interesting in the folk medicine books at all? Um. Sure. I mean, uh, they're probably a bit more in-depth than you've seen uh, before. Uh, again, incredible library. Uh, not really anything I can do for you game-wise. I mean, it would give you a good reason to increase a skill when you have skill points to spend by saying, hey, I did research in this library. I now know this thing better, you know. Okay. Maybe at a list of a minus when you have less supplies, but you can go, oh, actually, I know this plant and this plant and these things. Yeah. Work, you know. yeah. That kind of... I, that, you can make notes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as no, matter, okay. yeah. As a matter of fact, probably pen and paper are in abundant supply in the library for anyone that wanted to. Okay. Um, I'm going to um, basically do some, some diving research on medicinal plants in the area, so to speak, that we might come across. So one week later, Luke turns up, where are you guys? Are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I haven't drank my way through all the bedrooms yet. <laughs> I've only done the east side. Yeah. And they keep filling them. This is awesome. I imagine. If, you, uh, if you guys want to stay there, you know. I mean, what, what else are we going to be doing now yeah. in this area? I imagine the robots are coming out in force into Eddie's room to remove all the empty bottles. <laughs> oh, I stack them very neatly. They're not just thrown around. They're stacked neatly. All right. So, yeah, that is the question. Uh, where to next uh, after you eventually leave the mansion? Uh, he does not make an appearance again. Whenever you decide to leave is is fine with the staff, but he does not make an appearance again. I will. I will. Um. The, after we leave, after we leave, we'll write a, a a note thanking Mr. Hellstrom for his hospitality, praising his food, and um, praising the quality of his library. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so the question is uh, to the players now: uh, Where to next? Is there somebody else we need to call on? Is there something else you guys want to get together? Ready for an assault on Grimes' place? We need to get those letters. We, just... we need to get those letters from uh, from Hellstrom. Uh, basically, the letters of introduction to um, Tam and Norton. Well, I mean, we can write those, can't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, that's very short term. Is there anything more? Yeah. I mean, that's just going to take. You could either have done that while you're up the um, mansion. Mostly I'm asking, as the GM, uh, asking the players, uh, where do your characters wish to go next to follow up on, um, etc. Do you want to look into anything specific, or do you want to go right into uh, the last plot point uh, for the Flood? Uh, Is there any other preparations that you want to do gamed out, as opposed to just something you can say you did and it's done? Uh, There are a few things... uh, that got dangled if you wish to follow up on, you're welcome to. 
You have to probably remind us on what those were. Oh, no, and, and I'm, 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 that's fine. Uh, one that he he is convinced that uh, <clears throat> uh, faith, power, and whatever it is that Grimes is using is coming from the same place. Uh, apparently, so, not just his power, but all the all the fear and horror based stuff is all the same. It, it's all the same power. Uh, well, apparently, he hasn't analyzed the blessed power before the blessed water. He hasn't analyzed that before to say, "Hey, look, there's this yep. new power." And he's he's. Uh, talked many times about the prophet here uh and so which is what i want to follow up on you might want to follow up and speak to the prophet um that may be difficult to manage but uh something you can pursue um other things um i'd suggest you want to do that you say you want to talk to the prophet on about um hellstrom because that's probably the best way to get in just so you know okay it's it's not going to be about religion it's just about a common person we have in common that we're both worried about blah 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 Yep. So that's that's something that we could uh, we could do uh, in session if you wanted, or if you wanted to just gloss over it and find out and it's what he knows, etc. I'm I'm willing to do that too. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is, do you want another session of uh, of an adventure, or do you want to go right into plot point eight and just hand wave a lot of the stuff on the side, like saying I already got a hold of the men of the grid, Hellstrom's already stopped or is already in negotiations with Norton and Tam. Up to you guys. It's not up to me. I am, as uh, Yong, he has no real idea about what's going on there. He can't remember most of this stuff. So this is <laughs> you guys. All right, so let's, uh, let's give it a little bit of a time frame. Let's say that you guys are in March now. We'll say it's March. And so that gives you six months. It's just if we then go, oh, we you should have set this up. We should have set this up if we if we suddenly jumped to the plot point campaign. But there's no guarantee we would have thought of that, even if we had another session to plan. Um, I am perfectly uh, happy with saying get back to me just before next session, um, so I have an idea of what to prepare. Um, and if you think of something you want to do before going into the final plot point eight, that's fine. Um, mm. If not, we can go right into it and say. And that. That, ultimately, I'm happy to jump to pretty much to the plot point eight. But I just can't. I just, yeah. If we say, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. <laughs> uh, some things that you might want to think about um, is uh, to be perfectly aware of what it is you intend to do. I mean, you guys yeah. intending to flood a large part of the California coastline, mostly centered on Los Angeles, but it's not like it's the only place in the area that's going to be affected. Where's um, that map? Let's bring the map up. Uh, here, I'll bring it up. So how far north would it get up to as far as you know, Shannonsburg, Shanfan? Or we're not yep. talking See, that's the other it. thing. You don't know the scope of it. You don't know how powerful it's going to be other than uh, the visions were saying that it would definitely flood all of Lost Angels, but <laughs> how and, much more? <laughs> and that's why I want to talk with the, try to talk to the prophet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we well, can't do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to do that on screen or not? Uh, I'm not married to doing it on screen. Mm. But... but um, Hellstrom did let loose that the prophet had these visions, and I want to find out what the visions are that the prophet has. They might be more detailed than the ones that we have. The information that we have. Oh, the completely vague ones none of us remember? <laughs> I will say that if you want to hand wave uh, doing the prophet, I'm going to ask for a roll, uh, just a, a flat roll to find out if you're able to get in to see him. Um, if not, you'll roleplay though how you might be able to get to see him. You can imagine if this is the living prophet to these uh, bunch of people. He is well protected and doesn't see just anybody. 
Yeah, so I'm suggesting the attack of a common friend. So it's not about the religion. We don't really get into that. Although we will talk about that. Just as an end, you know, we want to talk about how strong. But anyway, that's it. Do you want to do that on Japan? You just want to roll. Um. Because I'm sure you'll get in, Sarah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> just a flat roll to find out things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would I be rolling? Persuasion. Uh, you'll be hitting contacts <laughs> and trying to persuade people to arrange a meeting. And likely it's going to be a lot easier to do if it's just you getting a meeting or just you and one other person. Um, trying to get all everybody in on the meeting is going to be very difficult. Um, Especially for people that look like armed, uh, you know, <laughs> looked at like desperate armed men. <laughs> just playing crazy. Hi. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to get in by myself and it's basically, I will just basically tell the, uh, whoever make my contact with that, uh, I had, uh, I'm a doctor. I had dinner recently, uh, with Mr. Hellstrom. I'm concerned about his health. He spoke highly of the, of the prophet and that you advised him and I would like to find out, um, yeah, it's, yeah. If, we're, if we're just gonna get the, if we're just gonna see if you can do it or not, it's just gonna be yep. a flat roll. It's not really gonna be anything to do with how you go about it, uh, okay. other than. Uh, so yeah, give me a persuasion roll. Um, I'm I'm looking for an ace here. I'm looking for something better we'll than a normal success. Oh, there we go. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're able to chip that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. I mean, that's that's a success with a raise. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Um. You are able to finagle uh, a, a brief amount of time with uh, the prophet. Uh, you are instructed that you will need to bring uh, a male companion with you. It's something very specific. You don't ever have a male member of the faith alone with a female of any sort. Uh, always has to be just for imp- just for impropriety's sake. Yes. You know, so there has to be someone else there. So who uh, do you ask to go with you? I'm going to ask Eddie. Sure. I'll go with you. <laughs> reeking of reeking of alcohol fumes. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's just a perfume. All right, and give me just one second here because I kind of like to get it uh, kind of verbatim from one of the products here, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Actually, it goes with the, uh, the prison of the prophet. He recognizes a werewolf and a uh, hallowed undead. No. <laughs> well, actually, uh, uh, Eddie, are you the one that's going with her? Yeah. Okay. See you after Eddie. Well, Sarah offered. Eddie to go with. Is that, does Eddie want to go? Yep. Sure. He said sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. That's the person I would have picked as well, by the way. All right. Uh, so, so just uh, to make this a quick thing at the end here, uh, again, we're not going to role play through it. I'm just going to give you uh, a couple of things from this. So it turns out that uh, Prophet, uh, I think the Prophet is Brigham Young at this time. He has had one. Uh, true vision. Uh, now, the prophet before him, the their original prophet uh, Joseph, uh, had many visions. All uh, right, so the, uh, of the formation of the church and uh, where they were to go, etc. Uh, Brigham Young uh, in the Deadlands universe has one true vision, um, and it is not a pretty one. <laughs> uh, the vision is that uh, it it's all it, it's all destroyed. Everything uh, it it's all goes into a hell, it becomes a hell on earth. Uh, and the only thing, the only reason anyone lives at all is because of Hellstrom. Something that Hellstrom will do in the future will keep ev- f- keep all of humanity from dying. Unfortunately, it's the barest 
it's the barest percentage. Uh, everything becomes a hell on earth. And that's the vision he's had. And uh, any, any hope of survival of our race is, is tied up with something that Hellstrom will do. And if he doesn't do it, it's, it's gone. It's all gone. Uh, I appreciate it. Yep. And so that's why they allow him to be here. Uh, they, he's not a good man. I mean, he's the, the prophet doesn't detest him. He understands the motivation of Hellstrom. They talk a lot. Um, and he's trying to get him off of his path of bringing back his wife. Uh, you know, every time they have dinner together, this is a point of contention. Uh, he knows Hellstrom is doing some bad things. <laughs> he doesn't go into what those bad things are. <laughs> Uh, but because of his vision, they are protecting him is what it comes down to. Uh, they want to make sure that he lives to do what he needs to do. Uh, the other thing that of interest is that, uh, yeah, um, Eddie, uh, he definitely knows what you are, and he's offered to cure you of it. He says he can lift it from you. Uh, I think I've grown accustomed to it. Being who I am. Yeah. He, he does go into, he doesn't really try to, to dissuade you, but does go into the, you know, sooner or later the beast will win out and your, your, your soul is doomed. Um, you know, he leaves it at that, but he says it can be lifted from you. I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, I can't find the actual quote, but yeah, that's, that's the gist of it is, yep. Yeah, it's all going to hell. And most everyone's going to die, but for the few people that are going to live, it's only because of Hellstrom. Is there no mention about the flood? Uh, or is this all after the flood? This is all after. Uh, actually, his vision didn't include the flood, but you get the idea because of what he's talking about. He's talking about cities of glass. I mean, to the players, he's talking about things like high rises and uh, things like shopping malls, etc. So this is sometime in the future. It's all going to go bad. Hmm. I hope there are PCs at the time to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Kellstrom's got it covered already anyway. <laughs> Sounds like Deadlands Noir. Uh, it's after Noir, actually. Yeah, it's after Noir. It's, it's after Noir. Uh, in, the, uh, in the Deadlands uh, extended universe thing, uh, Hell on Earth is uh, it's after people have developed space flight. Uh, you know, it's in, it's in the future. Um, I'm not sure if it's 2020s or beyond that, but uh, literally everything is thrown open. There's enough fear level that's finally attained that the hunting grounds become part of uh, the real world, and it's all intermeshed, and that is the game, Hell on Earth. <laughs> Which was one of the... Uh, uh, speaking of the, the, the game system, was one of the big... Uh, uh, back when this was before it was Savage Worlds, back when it was just its own line uh, of individual games, one of the big things that people complained about is if you took the overall story arc together, that everything the players do, does, do, do means nothing. <laughs> because <laughs> it's predefined what's going to happen. You know, you can have small well, victories, you can even have some large victories, but overall, hell on earth is still going to happen. <laughs> A lot of systems are like that. Yeah. There's a lot of systems where the, 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 you've got this big campaign happens and it's pretty much, doesn't matter what you do before, it's gonna, this big campaign's always going to happen. Yep. 
I mean, there's that Cthulhu one where you pretty much start and the world has already been destroyed by Cthulhu. If you did said anything prior to that, it won't matter because you're going to still end up with the world destroyed by Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things that I liked is uh, the whole thing about the Harrowed is that so that they could have characters that live through successive game products um, because <laughs> you don't die, you don't age if you're Harrowed. Um, and so the Harrowed from Deadlands are still around during Hell on Earth. At least the ones that survive are still around. They just literally decompose, though. Still decompose. No, no, they really don't. As long as you keep yourself huh. fed on meat and uh, you know something to keep okay. the smell down, you, you keep going. Uh, and in Hell on Earth, you get cyborgs, which are uh, which are harrowed that have had electronics added to them. <laughs> I've started that one already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting whole collection of uh, <laughs> of a universe. <laughs> okay, it's just profit. What? How close to the plot point eight do we want to kick to? Well, honestly, if nobody's going to do anything this evening, which it doesn't sound like it is, then I say we think about it and post stuff on the board saying hey I thought of this XYZ thing that we could do and then you can we can all or Bert can or somebody can suggest whether or not they want to play it out as a scene or whatever yeah I'm perfectly fine with that if someone finds a tangent they really want to explore um, within the six month time that you have uh, I'm all for doing it uh, otherwise, we can go just right into plot point eight, and it pretty, pretty much takes up. Uh, it will begin a few days before the twenty eighth. Uh, so, oh, okay. so a- you get all your ducks in a line. You'll be able to uh, alert the men of the grid and decide on your attack plan. Um, like, how are you going to uh, get to Hellstrom? Uh, you've already decided that you were going to get some Grimes. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Grimes. You'd already decided that you were going to use some of the troops that you now have access to through the agency and the Texas Rangers to maybe uh, put up a diversionary attack or something like that. Uh, certainly, you could get all that going. Uh, you will have your helicopter, well, not helicopter, your airplane zeppelin thing <laughs> put together. A, hel- a helicopter would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's the that other part. Stuff is... Go ahead. I was going to say, that stuff of the helicopter and the refining of the powers, that, that's all off-screen. That, that yeah. is completely off-screen. No one cares. Move on. Just having it. Is, uh, yeah, because that's the next part, is surviving the flood. Okay, great! You caused yeah. this massive flood, this biblical flood that's going to kill all 13 and uh, Grimes, but now you're in it. You're at ground zero. <laughs> One of the things that I do want to do is um, make up some of that uh, formula that Hellstrom gave me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's easy, easily yeah. done. Yep. Well, yeah, what, what do characters want to have done that's definitely going to be off screen? Is there anything that anyone can think of? And again, you can and post it. Just Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Just like, like, I've had this idea in my mind for we know how long. <laughs> so, is there anything else people have had? Make some and supply some to, to Bo. To who? I think it's Bo Buchanan. Oh, yeah, the agency guy in. Uh, yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, because he's because he still does have operatives. Yep. In in Lost Angels, and this can help prevent them getting compromised. Oh, okay, smart. 
But other than that, I've got nothing else for tonight. I mean, there are bits and pieces that Yon will do, but that is more for setup for after the flood rather than for during <laughs> it. I mean, over the months, it will become more apparent that Ubito is pregnant and mm. Yong will no longer be able to forget that that is a thing that is happening. So, yeah, how does the mm-hmm. timeline work with her pregnancy? <laughs> She's going to be quite round by the time this is Okay. Yeah, I was... I was just thinking about that. Six months from now, she's going to be pretty big. Yes, I don't expect her to be joining us. Well, then who's going to protect you? I would think she might want to go back to her tribe to get them out of the uh, ground zero or near it. Oh, they're not anywhere near it. Yeah. Yeah. We've already scared them off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you um, and uh, Beauregard will probably want to get his daughter and come out of the way as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's your wife to be as well, and uh, is it? We don't know how fast is Shannonberg safe or not. Yeah, we we don't know. Uh, although likely it is, considering there's a, a bit of a rise of elevation going out towards Shannonsburg. Oh yeah. And are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna marry Caledonia before the flood? <laughs> well, no, she was in the period of mourning. She um, oh, had to yeah, married for yeah. a year afterwards or something. Yeah. And uh, the flood, we've always said the flood has to get out of the way first. But yeah. then as soon as that's done, boom. Uh, I should probably talk to Elspeth. People. Uh, so, have you got anything that can stop the tide from tsunamis and that? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, if there were a monster wave that just came off the coast. Yeah. <laughs> I will want to try to get uh, all my ducks in a row with uh, Elspeth Town and also with um, uh, Richard at in um, Perdition. Perdition. Make sure everybody that you care for is flood insurance is uh, <laughs> up to date. Uh. Yeah, make sure my flood insurance is up to date. Well, we think Perdition will be safe. Yeah. Hey, Perdition is safe g- considering its vantage point above Lost Angels and how far. Yeah, yeah if it, it isn't safe, then most of California is going under. <laughs> it may do. We don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> we don't know. And I'm refusing to look at the uh, post-flood map, because there is one. It's out there. Yes, there is. I'm just not looking, trying not to look at it. <laughs> That's going to be too much of a giveaway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and call it there. If, other, if people think of things that they would like to have in place so they can say, hey, I thought of this uh, when it comes up, uh, great, put it on the boards. And if there is a particular side tangent that you guys want to do an adventure on that's fine too uh just let me know what it is so i can prepare for it but otherwise we'll figure we're going to start the next episode a few days out uh like the 25th of august and the 28th is when uh everyone's going to be in los angeles dun, dun, dun. and chris have a good think about what eddie could have done in the time because we haven't really done much with eddie focusing on him giving him plot so yeah do something that gives you a plot <laughs> I'll think about it. I tried to get him cured, but no. No, I don't. <laughs> come on. Being able to drink yourself the way he does? Who would Who would want to get rid of that? I, I think actually we just, um, instead of the flood, we just turn it into a wheel and throw him into the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because <laughs> they've got 14 people with miracle powers who will blush at atoms. <laughs> Some kind of powers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, sounds good. Uh, we will go with that. I expect that um, the uh, the flood encounter itself will uh, be one session. Um, I mean, depending on what goes on, it's a, it's a fairly drawn-out battle. 
Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna use the uh, the mass combat rules to just figure okay. out how how your your distractions going right. So like the agency yeah. and the rangers and the the men in the grid. I'm just gonna do some rolls in the background while that's going on, and then that's you guys will be the main strike force going in to do the thing. Um, this is one of the things we all the stuff's happening, but you just want to focus on one of the pieces yep. doing. There's some interest to them and everything else. Was but after the XP? fact, oh yeah, that gives me XP. Uh, but I'll, I'm gonna. I'm just telling you that I'm gonna use the uh, the mass combat thing to tell you the the aftermath of everyone else that went in to help you, <laughs> how bad, <laughs> how badly they get boned. Yeah, <laughs> completely yeah. as we flood them out. Um, well. Uh, Pretty big information unloaded onto you guys as to uh, you know Hellstrom's motivations and what may be coming, which is you know may actually be a little defeatist. Uh, I don't I don't know how much uh, Sarah and Eddie actually wants to talk about that. Uh, that to know that uh, sometime in the, the far future uh, everything is going to be that bad, worse than it is now. <laughs> um, that's that's pretty. That's a lot of weight to put on uh, you two. <laughs> Assuming that you believe that uh, their prophet actually, their vision is true. And the two of them will probably be around to see it. <laughs> Good point. Good I point. Keep, why will Eddie be around to see that? I keep hearing this. and Because I'm a werewolf. I don't that doesn't mean you, you know, yeah, it you does. Age, you age. age slower. You might be like a, a great, great, great grandfather. You know, your wolf form has probably got arthritis and, you know. <laughs> I... Where where is this werewolves live for a long time coming from? Because that is not a thing that oh no that would just I've picked up in that would just be a plot thing yeah. have fun <laughs> just to say yeah. uh, right, no it's just it's not a thing that I've picked up on in most uh, fictional tales oh no no it's just the fact that Eddie was cursed as a thing and so the curse would be you know you're you're cursed to be this thing forever uh, because you did something bad to me so you know. <laughs> So it's I'm not just that throwing just, away the word forever and don't even think about the consequences it's going to have. <laughs> After the heat death of the universe, you will still be cursed to float around into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the heat death of the universe when it starts collapsing, so eventually he will come into contact with silver. Because ah, it will be eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. hey, you will die at some point. You've got something to look forward to. Oh, there'll be no forever then. So, yeah, it'll still work. <laughs> for a given value or for it. Yeah. Uh so uh I'm consider uh three experience points. Uh oh, you know. <laughs> oh, is how many are you lacking for the next one? Well, okay, yeah, I'll give it to you since we're coming up to the big uh, finale. We'll we'll do it. You Ooh. guys have one more boost before you go into your your final confrontations. Yeah. Must see People, now that would be really funny if the uh, the card deck doubled up on the uh, uh, what is it, the instant barrel card that you're you're automatically a uh, herald coming back. <laughs> oh no, there's there's school, there's things you could take to make sure it happens. So, uh, the quick that quick funeral card. If if somebody had had the quick funeral card, could they just like played it on Hellstrom's wife with that, or is it she been <laughs> dead too long? No, no, you do have to have died in the session. Okay. And, and plot might override that a little yeah. bit too. <laughs> music in this podcast was created by Kevin McLeod. More great music can be found at his website at incompetech.com. 
If you enjoy the show, we would love to hear from you. You can find links to our public forums, the software that we use, and other information at our homepage at bluemagic.com. That's B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K. Reviews on iTunes, recommends at rpgpodcasts.com, and email to steamstealmurder at gmail.com are also appreciated. Thank you for listening. <laughs>